All right, y'all. This is the Views from the Seven podcast. Now, this is the bonus episode for y'all, man. Ladies and this album was so hard. This first album was Yeah, debut. Yeah. 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 What? I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna take it that far. This album was hard. Mama knows <laughs> Mama like the man, was on some, man. They don't give Jermaine Dupri enough credit. The city? He produced the whole? Yeah. He produced the whole album? Yeah. That's how he got his start. Anthony Allen? Jermaine's also there. I thought he was background for... Uh, he was with the Nappy Roots for a minute. I know he's background for Maxwell, too. I think because yeah, this is debut, right? Yeah, this is debut. Yeah, this is we got coming from. I'm coming from. Uh, doing background from Maxwell, I believe. But man, you tripping, man? Anthony Hamilton ain't got no. <laughs> I ain't say. I just this only one I would listen to. What? No bad albums, nigga. Zero bad albums. Yeah, he he got that sound. I don't, I don't drink brown liquor, so I don't ever feel right listening to oh it. Oh my god! <laughs> I drink vodka. This ain't vodka music. It's, is, you know what? You kind of right about that. Though. This is this is brown liquor music. Yeah, this is this wow. Is, this is brown bag music. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> man, okay, man. This is views from the Seven Podcast. We got my boy BJ in here. Yo, yo, what's yo, going man. on, people? Oh man, it's good to have you. Yeah, up. Man, I appreciate you calling me up, dog. You know, I, I shot down here ASAP, like. Ah uh, yeah, I, I I had to uh, speak to you. So uh, for y'all that don't know, this is the um, the model actor. <laughs> uh, I use him to get all the hoes in my DM. Hey, he's on not Facebook. lying either. That shit's hilarious. You'll <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit my line like, "Yo D, I'm gonna use this for." I'm like, "Man, do what you want." <laughs> I know this nigga personally. Hey, Go ahead, it? hop in my DM. I get y'all an interview. <laughs> yeah, I use him, man. I use his little model pics and shit. Like, ah, yeah, I know him. Yeah. Um, Has it worked? Once, oh, one shit. chick hit me. Yo. One chick hit me like, "You really know him?" And I was like, "Yeah, we went to high yeah, school together." Time. Yeah, okay, cool. I got a little clout there. Yeah, man, it pool. worked one time. <laughs> a little pool. It's it didn't it. work when them niggas was trying to use you for gay photos for like Duh, a year. Hey, I was whoa, like, whoa, yeah, whoa. man. I, I, it's, <laughs> I was, what I'm gonna do about it, man? I've, I've been on uh, flyers for like. Gay strip club parades and shit. And <laughs> no. niggas hit me like it'd be women or dudes that hit my line like, "Oh, did you see this?" I'm like, "I think you can steal my pictures from yeah, anywhere." Like, what yeah, you can really that. do about that? I can't. I'm kind of mad. You could just pay me to put my face on the fly. I'm not tripping on that shit. I ain't gonna be there stripping or whatever. <laughs> be like, <laughs> so, so when you uh, like a model such as yourself, when it comes to your uh, your likeness, like your pictures, right? Do you own them or the person that takes the pictures own them? Um, person that takes the pictures on. See, that sucks. So you can you sign on like your releases, so they Man. can do whatever they so choose to. Normally, sign. though, what happens is my agent will you know put in you know certain things in the contracts or whatever, so they just to protect you. Oh, okay. But there are stock photos that I can't do shit about, like just photos that I've done for my portfolio. You just take my face off that, and I'm half ass naked too, so it should make sense, I guess. So it's not a Man. whole lot I can do about. I got a ton of pic- fake profiles throughout the years from Facebook, Instagram, and shit. So, so like. But what if it was like your likeness, right? On some shit that's really selling some shit. They got to pay me. So if I find that out, like I remember one time, uh, actually it was funny, my manager in my apartment when I was living in Hollywood, uh, gay, gay black man, he uh, was going to this bathhouse shit. 
And he was like, nigga, I seen your picture in, in the hallway in the bathhouse. I was like, the fucking picture did you see? So he took a picture of it, sent it to me. I had to send it to my agent. My agent contacted the bathhouse. They either have to pay me for it to keep it up or they just got to take it down. Did they pay you? No, they took it down. <laughs> took it down. Somebody, uh, I, I guess the dude was like, the manager was like, somebody just brought in the picture. I was like, what the fuck you mean somebody? Wait, what's a bathhouse though? Yeah, nigga, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming I, a big ass tub full of niggas. Like, I honestly don't know. I've never been in yeah, one. That's why I, 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 I want to get an official <laughs> definition. I, dog, I have no idea. I've been to a Korean spa. Which is like, that shit's actually really, really dope. But it's like co-ed. So there's, you know, the men's side, the women's side, and then there's a side that everybody can get into. And like for, they have like the cold tub, the sauna, you know, the drying and wet sauna. There's a jacuzzi and shit, but it's like super huge. And it's for all ages, so like men, women, yeah. kids and all that. You can bring your kids in there. And then you go upstairs and there's different um, sauna. So there's like a clay sauna. There's like a super hot one. There's a ice sauna. There's some other shit. Ice? Like it's an igloo, damn it! You just go in there and freeze. Freeze. The <laughs> is, is a happy ending room. It might be. You can get a massage and that shit. Get your feet done. Yeah, and all that. The nah, ladies going there. I don't want my feet up. rubbed on. It's like I think it's like twenty five bucks. You can stay there twenty four hours, man. It's, wow. it's actually really relaxing. That's I've dope. Done it a few times and shit. Okay. But as far as that bathhouse, I don't fucking know. I ain't never been there. <laughs> That's like I said, crazy. My picture was in it. I said, all right, man. I told my agent. They contacted them and they just took it down. So if you are yeah. selling something, you do have to pay me. And if, oh, you, okay. listen, if you're not paying me, you just got to you got to remove it. And if you don't want to remove it, then we just go to suit. Simple stuff. Shit, simple. That sounds kind of complicated. Simple. It's above my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, would, I would have to go do it myself. Like my agents would do that. They oh, okay. In California law, they make it a little easier as well, um, so that people aren't taking advantage of your photos and you know not paying you. Oh, that's cool. Well, um, the the substitute man, how you get into that? Shit, I was broke, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I nah, honestly though. I um after I got done with football, I had moved back here actually. Uh, I got I got signed to modeling at the same time as I was called myself being done with football and shit. Like I wasn't gonna go pro, like nobody was signed. I kept getting cut, so I was like, fuck it. So I got signed, but it wasn't like I got signed and I was just working right away. Like it takes for some people, it takes a long time to book your first job. Yeah, and uh, so a nigga was broke, so I moved home. And Coach Evans actually hit my line like, "Yo, we need Yo. You know, we need a coach." And I was like, "Shit, I ain't doing nothing." So we did that boom, and um, the assistant principal, who was actually at DP too, hit me like, "Yo, you need a job," and he was telling me what to do. And they expedited it for me, and I was at. That's kind of that's how I got into it. What school? What school you went to? I started off at El Dorado. And no, I mean like in college. Oh, I went to Washington State. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cougar, huh? Yeah, man. What uh, what teams you had trials for? Raiders. I had uh, went to Raiders camp. Um, the Rams, Green Bay, and then like arena league teams. Oh, mm. Okay. What year you graduated high school? Oh three. So you was, or I mean, you was up there when I was up there. Okay. Yeah, oh three. Okay. Yeah. So that, but that's how I got a subbing though, and then it, I found out that I love that shit's fun. It's easy too. Um, is it? Yeah. So for me, when I was in school, I don't substitute. You right. should, fuck you. <laughs> hundred dollars a day, hundred twenty-five of you long term, right? Am yeah, I, yeah. It's yeah. like ninety a day. We back what? And a hundred and something. That's the thing. Like for me, when I walk in the classroom, like I'm black, so they automatically give me uh, an easy pass. Like, all right, this nigga yeah. might be cool without yeah. even knowing me. Yeah. Black dude, you kind of tall. 
all right, so we're going to give them a cool pass. So they don't really mess with me off top. And then they find out, like, if I'm cool or not. And then they pretty much are chill. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. I mean, you, that's simple. But, like, I've had yeah. some kids, you know, try to sling some jokes. And I bet, psh, I'm, I, was, I used to be nice with the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so you could bag my nigga, but we're going to have at it. I'm, I'm going to sling them right back with you. So, you know, I'll bring you to the they front. They love that, though. They, lo- and it's, they love they that. Like, you want a bag, cool, come to the front. We're going to have at it. And we're going to sling these jokes. And we're going to get our laughs on they I do. I used to do that shit on the bus. So, you know, it's not, uh, I never really had too many problems like that. I've been around some badass kids in some badass class. I'm like, I'm never going back to the school ever. <laughs> What's the worst school? Shit. That I, Mojave. <laughs> that I've been to out here? Probably Mojave High School. How did I know you was going to say? Mojave was... And the thing is, I was working with another teacher that day. Like, it was two of us in there. <laughs> Boy, they was yeah, letting that y'all little Asian lady have it. I said, God. I, but, like, middle school is probably the worst. Middle school is the absolute, absolute worst. Absolute worst. Absolute sure. worst here. And Nevada is always ranked bottom five in education anyway. So, That's we have fact. a shitty, you know, education yeah. system. And a lot of people don't come to Nevada or Las Vegas to go to fucking school. You come to make your money. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't have to graduate high school to make six figures. You'll be parking cars and shit like that, but ain't nothing wrong with it. So it's funny, like in LA, my boys be like, you get kicked out of LA, you go to like Riverside. You get kicked out of Riverside, Come you crazy. go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. So that's what, you know, a lot of times we were getting those kids. Ah, uh, so, okay. But I think now with everything coming, I think you kind of skip Riverside now. Yeah, you just- Because so much, so much is coming. Uh, to me, I, I wonder- when does the tide when does the tide turn and Las Vegas becomes California? Because it's coming. Man, you, oh, nigga, it's you know what's here. funny? People, a lot of people don't know Vegas is not in California. Bullshit. What? You know, I, I left for college the first time I'm on from Vegas. Like, oh, what part of Cali is that? I'm like, nigga, it's not in Cali. It's in Nevada. Mm. All them all them questions is crazy after that. Duh, they'll come to Vegas for the first time and see mountains and they've never seen. I thought it was the weirdest thing on the planet. I was like, do you not have geography class? Like, did you? Not <laughs> that's that? crazy. Like, but it's oh, all. That's it. I'm like, that's a mountain you've never seen. It was just wild to me. And but people, honestly, they probably know now. But I remember nah. when I left for college, a lot of folks did not know that Vegas was not in California. I'll get them. I went to school in and Oregon. You went right to Washington, so it shouldn't have. I went to Arizona first. Uh, oh, okay. I got kicked out of that joke. But I still, you still right here. <laughs> hey, man, listen. I, I don't you know. Like, Arizona ain't even four hours but away. It's not. If you talk to anybody anybody outside of the West Coast about what they think of Vegas, oh, man, they all even think West we in high rise. They rises. all think we live in hotels, too. Y- y'all leave, you live that. in a casino? What hotel do you your, live in? Your church is in a casino? No, niggas at the church. <laughs> what you talking about? It's a house, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, what you talking about? Y'all got, got slot machines at church? I got asked that a bunch. Like, yo, what, what hotel do you stay in? I wish. Shit, <laughs> am I that kind of money? I fucking wish I What'd did. you get kicked out for, man? Fighting. Are you of A? What? NAU. Fighting, yo. Oh, NAU. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. Big ass fight last weekend before finals, man. And a nigga just knocked my roommate out. Did he be talking to <laughs> He be talking to some white girl. You had a Remy? All of a sudden, a nigga was asleep. And that was it. It just kicked off. And it was this big melee. It was a bunch of people fighting. Like, I was fighting a nigga. Then I got jumped. And the Samoans helped me out. Was jumping that nigga. And it was just a wild thing. Um, yeah, we all got kicked out. Oh, yeah. Like, Remy in your room. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had like uh, about eight of us got kicked out for that incident. Damn. Oh, this nigga was from the press charges and everything. He, he put somebody in ICU. It was bad. It was a bad time. It was a real bad time. But sure, he knocked your partner out. That, you know, that's you how see I'm supposed to go. go. I don't know. The nigga that knocked my partner out, I don't think it was a nigga we put in the ICU. 
<laughs> you just a nigga that he just happened to be at the wrong place at the Jesus wrong time. Jesus Christ. And they usually like it's a cool look, like laid back spot though. That's Flagstaff. No, no, Flagstaff is amazingly yeah. well. It's just you know what, man? It was some niggas there that I went to Scottsdale and thought I was in Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that, that's pretty accurate. And it, Flagstaff is dope, man. But like the, the there are black guys there that feel like they grew up in Compton, and I'm like, this is Flagstaff, Arizona, man. It's no, <laughs> yeah, it's no game banging out here, dude. And if you do want to do that, well, let's just go to Cali and claim that shit you claiming out there. We're in, it's white girls here, dude. What are you doing? Like, yeah. So those niggas, like, it was. A group of guys that just had beef or whatever, and I still don't know why. To be honest with, I, oh, I'm lying. I do. <laughs> <laughs> My teammate was smacking on some dude's girl. Oh, that'll that'll get it. Oh yeah, that's, that's that it. was it. That was it. Yeah, she was war. a bad little Mexican thing too, and he was he was hitting it, and he did, I guess the niggas didn't like. It was his baby mama. I don't even know if they were together or not. Ooh. But every time he would see us out or they crew would see us out, it was always they'd always have issues and shit. And then that weekend it just popped off. Damn, how that makes sense. Them niggas could slap me right now. I wouldn't know who the fuck they were. Like that's, that's how much I wouldn't even pay attention to them niggas like that. He can punch me right now. I'd be like, damn, who are you? <laughs> nah, that's not the first question I'm asked. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I got kicked out for that. That's crazy. Okay, so um, man, we gonna get into it. The uh, I got a dead beast. I do this dead beast. She get yeah, beat you nice shit. But I stay in so, uh, you know, uh, I didn't broke down what it's for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but the question this time, man, I'm going to get right into, uh, yeah. you know, your most memorable moment with your father. Man, my father's my hero, man, so I have a lot of them, dude. I, I can't. Let me see if I can pinpoint at least one. Honestly, man, if I'm one that's sticking in my head would probably be when I graduated high school. And only because it was one of the few times I see my father cry. But it was tears of happiness though. Right. And then probably my senior night in college as well. So, you know, you have your senior night and it was just to see the look on his face, like, you know, his son graduated college. I'm playing ball, it's my last game, home game as a senior. And just looking at my dad's face, man, that was pretty much because it made me feel like he's proud of. Me. And it's not like I never felt like that, but it just to see, like, to physically see my father, like, that's my son, dude. It made me feel really, really good. So I would say those two things. But like I said, I was raised by my father, man. We got a bunch of fucking members. I sit here all day and talk about stuff. Man, see, that's why that's why I use it. People think black people don't got fathers. So uh, let's go around the table, man. Ivan, what you got? Uh, my shit is tragic, actually. Uh, my most memorable moment with my, fa- with my father was when me and my brother was abducted. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, we was abducted when we was young. Whoa. <laughs> and, like, so basically it was, like, we was at home. It was the summertime. Me, my brother, and my dad. Uh, my dad's on the couch sleeping. We bored. I think I was in, like, first grade. So we, like, uh, you know, the refrigerator mattox on, on the, uh, the, like, the letters that go on the refrigerator. We had some of those, so we like, we're going to go across the street to this trailer park and throw them at the power box and see if we can get the refrigerator back. Yeah. First grade shit. Yeah. <laughs> so we sitting out there, and th- just me and him out there, we throwing magnets at the box or whatever, and two dudes just came and snatched us up. Two white dudes. So they came, they, they dragged us back to this uh, one of the trailers, and they just like, they told us to sit down on the porch, like, don't move. So we crying and shit. Like, my brother was like two years, three years older. So after after we cried for a little bit, and they, like they they left us alone. They went they went in the trailer or whatever. So my brother was like, "I'll be back. I'm going to your daddy." 
he broke out. Pew. My brother was an athlete, though, like super athlete. So he was out there then. So he broke out. The two dudes chased him, but they didn't catch him. So my brother get back to the apartment, get my dad. My dad, like, stay here. I'll be back. So he come to get me, and he walk up. He like, come on, Ivan, let's go, and grab my hand. The old, another guy came out, put a uh, put a nine millimeter to my dad's head. I'm like, you take him, I'm going to blow your head off. So my, Shit. Yeah. So I'm, I, and mind you, I got asthma, so I'm already crying like a All motherfucker. Right. I think I'm about to go home, and you know what I'm saying. I just yeah. seen my pops get a gun put to his head, so I'm I'm damn near about to die from an asthma attack now. Like I thought I was right. going home, and then uh, he went home. He just went home and called the police. Police came. That was that. So that's just just seemed like I was just I don't know traumatized. That's my most memorable moment. Of my Y'all lost in there like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you said nah, it's real cool. Shit. Like he just went and called the cops. Yeah. Like, he wasn't wilding. Yeah. Nah. I mean, what he gonna do? first? He was sleep. Like I'm at home sleep. I think my and then I think my father was. I think he was in his drug. He was on drugs at the time, ah, okay. so he was at home sleeping. And my son got kidnapped. Y'all don't woke me out my drug sleep for this. Yeah, okay. so it just was. It was a lot. Y'all don't woke me out my drug sleep for yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think with me, mine was more recent. Okay, when was that? When we did the tournament? Remember when you threw that basketball tournament about two years ago, maybe? Yeah, two, about two, two, three years ago. Yeah, and I probably think that was mine. Um, with me, I got a little different role. Than most of you, uh, I grew up with my dad in prison. So by the time he got out, uh, it was a situation where I was kind of already doing my own thing. So what he was saying, while it may be true, was going in one ear and out the other. Uh, I had a lot of resentment for him for a long time. You know, as a kid. Yeah. Uh, there are things like growing up and, and going to school and, and being in society that um, you like, damn, man, I wish my dad was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. while he may have realized it, I felt he didn't. Right. So I held that against him. But I think it was like three years in the parking lot and he called me because my uncle had just passed away and they put him into like a little funk. Not necessarily a funk, but like a I don't know if he was like in deep thought, mm-hmm. but you know, he called me and you know, when me and my dad talk, it's rare, but when we talk, it's just like, we just going back and forth. We can go back and forth for hours. Right. And, um, we was talking and, and then, you know, he was like, you know what, son? Um, he was just like, I'm sorry. You know Damn. what I mean? And just start going into the shit, man. I got to crying. <laughs> and, um, yeah, man, that, and I, th- I think I'll never forget that conversation. And I was just like, damn, you know, I didn't understand how uh, I don't even know the words to put it in, man. You know, just yeah. to hear somebody apologize yeah. genuinely right. for not being there. Right. You know, at that point, like I forgave him. And even now, like we don't talk when we do, but I understand now. Yeah. It's not a situation where I just felt like you know, my dad was just never there. Right. He wasn't there when I need him to be. Right. Now it's more of an understanding of why. And uh, to me, that's probably mine. That's probably mine. Hey, that's, you know what? Like, I got a, I got a lot with my pops. One of them was one when he, when he apologized to me for not necessarily not being there for going to prison, but basically being involved in the street life because my mm-hmm. pops was always a hustler. And I, like BJ said, my pops was my hero. So mind you, I feel you. He had um, he had basically heard a mixtape like when I first started trying to rap, 
And he was like, is everything on here true? And I was like, yeah. So when he was hearing me rap about, like, I want to hustle and this is why, he was like, my bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I had one of them. But my most memorable moment would be uh, it was me, him, and my brother. And uh, my brother was cheating on his girl at the time. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you say that right now? oh god, he was on his girl. they ain't together no more, okay, so it's cool. You feel me? He cheated on his, his girl at the time, and um, uh, you know, my pops was we we was all sitting down, and this probably what mo. This probably why I ain't really got feelings. Um, my pops was like, uh, man, you know, if she cheat on you, you are gonna be hurt. Mm-hmm. You gonna be ready to kill somebody? Fact. You know, you are gonna be in that room. You ain't want to come out that room for three days. So my dad had told us a story of when he thought my mom cheated. And he was like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I didn't want to talk to her. Yeah. And he was like, I, I knew I had cheated multiple times. Right. But I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Boy. So when he said that to my brother, I was like, you know what? I'm never going through a heartbreak. Like, I'm, I ain't going to worry about that. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I ain't going through that. <laughs> so uh, my and my pops was like... uh. When he said it, I was like, what? Like, you went through because you thought mom's cheating? Like, you didn't even have no proof. Right. No proof. <laughs> you just was like, you fucked up that night, so you figured she <laughs> fucked up. That's how I go, too. <laughs> so, I was like, damn. So, then I, I told myself, like, man, you know what? I ain't, I'm never going through that. Like, because my pops was like, you know, you it's hard for a man to forgive a woman. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So, he was like, you know, don't do nothing you can't take. That's a fact. Pop, hey, pops yeah, on, yeah, he yeah, on point with that. So that was that was it for me. Yeah. I I was like, bet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I took that to heart forever. Any female be like me, you know, I'm a okay. Yeah, I, I already beat you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I already won that race. <laughs> I ain't tripping. Do your thing, man. We're gonna be all right. You feel me? Lay down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just lay down. I ain't tripping. So I took that to heart, man. I was that was it. That was my most memorable one with my pops. It stuck with me. You know, my brother's girl did end up uh mm-hmm. and he went through it. You know, he came home with the um boys to boys in the boys in the hood uh swings. The first time you go through that shit, that shit is rough. Boy, heartbreak is a <laughs> God damn. Man. man. Oh, it, it took me a long time for mine. I was hurt, hurt. God damn. What? I didn't know how to deal with it. Yes, Nigga, that shit broke me. Listen, hey, I was broke in me moping. That's, that's that's how I met this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that shit. That's not the first time. The first time I dealt with it, like I kind of was okay, not okay with it, but I dealt with it. The second time she did it, it, that shit broke me. Like literally, like for two years, I was emotionally unstable. And I know it was it was it was a group called Swift. I don't I don't know if it was two yeah. or three. It was one of them. Yeah. I just was like going through it one day and I was like, man, I'm about to end all this shit. And everybody like, no, don't do it. You got so much to live for. One nigga was like, that nigga want to kill himself, Letty. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga. I said, hold on. <laughs> the fuck? And that sound like some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, man want to kill himself, Letty. Yeah, I said, who's this asshole? Yeah, that, that's that nigga for sure. <laughs> man, I got feelings now, man. I think about that shit now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think about it now, man. Because as I got older, my brothers was like, uh, Man, we got a cousin that killed himself, and I was like, "Oh, okay, let me." Yeah, yeah. 
But then at the same time, shit, when I first heard that story from you, I was like, shit, it worked. <laughs> yeah, it did. That nigga it, here. It, it, snapped, it snapped me out of it for a second. I'm like, man, who the fuck is this asshole? <laughs> It worked, man. Hey, nigga hit you with some uh, yeah. reverse psychology. Reverse psychology like a motherfucker. <laughs> it worked, man. Let's get into this uh this show, man. Um it's a uh scene I got. Man. You know I'm right. Yo, big man. If you want respect, you gotta earn it. You damn right. You gotta be ready to go down, stand up, and die for that shit like Blizzard did. If you want some juice. Blizzard, Blizzard ain't sticking up to nothing now. That's cause we wasn't there to back him up. If we was there, if we was there, it'd be five that niggas instead of one. You ain't saying nothing now, right, big man? That was what I see today when you talk about the fucking punk cue. Fuck you, man. Yo, chill. Yo, fuck chill. Okay, so why I chose this clip, man? Uh, gonna get right into it. You got your, your uh, Can I Be Vulnerable? Yes, sir. And, uh, uh, you know, when he say, uh, never thought I'd see that you'd be a punk. Yeah. So I was like, man, you know what? This 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 kind of fits the mood. So yeah. um, tell us about how that came about, man. Can I be vulnerable? Came about um, because I was going to therapy for the past couple of years, and I wanted to tell well, what led me to go to therapy. Like, I just wanted to talk about it. <clears throat> and a good friend of mine, BT, actually edits all the videos we do. He um, we had been going back and forth about creating something within the mental health. So we wanted to create something, but we just couldn't settle on anything. I was on vacation, man, in Barbados, sipping something, looking at the ocean, and it just cannot be vulnerable hit me. And I- it, I was with, it was a drunk moment? I wasn't drunk at this, I was tipsy. I was getting there though. <laughs> I was getting to the, I was, you know what I mean? I was getting to the drunk, it was first thing in the morning. You know what I mean? I had, you know, some nice little rum or whatever the fuck I was drinking. But anyway, so I, I, I get back home from vacay, I hit my boy up like, yo, I figured out what I want to do. And he came to the house. We recorded it in our backyard and uh, in my backyard hours in my backyard. And that was it, man. We cut it. And I posted it on the social media and the response to it was uh, was tremendous, man. I had shit like 200 some comments on Facebook. And yeah, was I was on there. All in my my inboxes with stories. People were I'm like, yo, I'm not a therapist. So I was yeah. getting all kind of stories in my inbox. Instagram was the same thing. Um Twitter as well. And that was just going to be it. I was going to leave it alone because um, I really did it for me and my own personal yeah. thing. I didn't want to make this, I didn't want to make it the thing that it is now. <clears throat> but, um, you know, a couple people hit me like, I want to do one. So I was like, all right, I'm not tripping on that. We can do that. And my ex at the time, she was like, Watch, what? she knew that I was going to continue this even though I was telling her no. Like, I don't want to do it. And she was just looking at me like, yeah, nigga, I. And she was right though. She she saw the vision was there. She saw it, and um, but it wasn't until I was having a conversation uh, with this producer, and he was like, "Nigga, somebody will buy this from you." I was like, "Shit, oh what? <laughs> I can help people and get paid? Fuck Dang, it." So win win. Yeah. So <laughs> it was at that moment I was like, you know what? So what I'm going to do is I'm gonna get as much content as possible. I'm gonna try to get as many interviews as I can. I hit my boys up and. Uh, mostly everybody said yes. The guys that said no, it wasn't because they didn't want to do it. They just weren't ready. It's hard, man. Right. It's hard. You know it's what hard. I mean? So I, um, you know me, I, I, if I get into a project, I'm, I'm, I always do my homework. I'm always asking questions. Like I'll call people that are in my network that are doing something that I, that are, that is successful. So, you know, I, I spoke to a bunch of people, producers, directors, writers, and I was like, how do you think I should go about it? And, you know, me and BT were going back and forth and, so what I did was I asked all my guys that played 
in the NFL. Like I asked all my professional athlete friends and they were all with it. Like, yeah, for sure. So I figured like, all right, if I can get a bunch of pro athletes to talk about this, it'll, it it just looks good for the branding aspect of it to say like, Hey, here's so-and-so from whatever team they already come with an audience. You know, they're seen as pillars in the community, just being in the league. And I figured if somebody were to buy that, you know, if some, if I was to come to the table, I can say, Hey, I have X amount of NFL guys, NBA guys. I have this model, this singer, this actor. So, but I always wanted to go to your everyday man. I didn't want to keep it with professionals. Yeah, like right. That. Yeah. Um, it's just in the in the beginning, it just made sense. Absolutely. You know, when I go into meetings and stuff and say, "Hey, what's the appeal?" Well, the appeal is absolutely these professional black dudes. That's smart. Um, so that's really the gist of how "Can I Be Vulnerable" came about with content. I then got a publicist because again, I'm like, "Shit, I, I needed to spread out," and she came at me with like, "We're gonna do." Website this, you know, podcast that. We were going to, you know, she she created this big-ass folder full of shit. And I was like, I didn't see none of this coming. But she was right about that as well. Right. So, Can I Be Vulnerable has now moved into an initiative, a full initiative, as opposed to just a film series. You know what Okay. I mean? So, we, you know, we've partnered up with other therapists, psychologists, other mental health initiatives as well, um, just to build the community and... You know, we just have our lane. We're just telling mental health from this perspective. And we love to partner up with other, you know, initiatives as well because they have their lane from their perspective. And there's no reason why we can't be on the same road going to the same direction. You know what I mean? So that's what it is now, man. It's, uh, I can't even say it's overwhelming. It's not. It's not overwhelming. It's a lot of work, but I don't feel overwhelmed doing it. Um, but yeah, that's what it is. That's dope. Yeah. Damn. Because I've seen, um, you sat on another, I think it was a podcast or radio show, that your son was right there. Mm-hmm. For mine, uh, I made him watch me do it. It was uh, it's just a way for you know my son to see you know, a man talk about his feelings. Absolutely. You know, I know within our community, we don't. It's not something that... I know for me, uh, and not that my dad was ever like, don't be a bitch. Like, he never said that to me, but it wasn't also like, it's okay to... Yeah, that's a cape we carry. Yeah, you know what I mean? He never, you know... If I cried, he was cool with it, but he never... To be open with my what I'm feeling, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. He never discouraged it, but he never showed me yeah. how or taught me or nothing like that. And I learned it through therapy, but I wanted my son to see, you know, dad be open and, and see chinks in my armor because he thinks I'm Superman. And I'm still Superman, but... He, I wanted my son to see that Superman has weaknesses as well, and he doesn't always feel super, you know, super. And uh, so I'm glad I, it was pressured. I was like, shit, my son gonna hear all this, man. I don't know if he should hear it, but I'm glad I did it. And then he actually did an interview. So my boy kicked me out, and he interviewed my son. I'm never gonna post that one. That's for my right. personal. Man, and he sent it to me like a week later, and I was just bawling. I, I cried in the bed for like 10 minutes. Yo. I was like, yo, you're an asshole for that. But it was sadness, and then it was joy after that just to see my son react to what I was saying yeah. and how it affected him and how he felt about it. Wow. And I said, it worked, you know, I, it was into that. I was like, it worked, it worked really well. Like it, I did what I wanted to do and it affected somebody. And obviously it's my son, but to see his reaction to it, I knew that it worked really well. So, so his video was a reaction to your video. Yeah. He was like, he asked a question like, so you saw your dad do this. How'd you feel? And he asked him a few questions and I'm, I'm looking at my kid, like, you know, say the shit he said. And I was like, I was just crying like the whole time, crying like ten minutes. Sheesh, that's crazy. Oh, I mean, um, that I I uh, 
I was asking you, well, I was seeing you were saying, you know, black men need therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, not only from you, for you, from you. I see it from my boy Spence. He say it all the time too. Like, man, black man needs therapy. Uh, therapy is the best thing on the planet. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's hard. It's not easy Super to go to hard. therapy. I, I tell people all the time, therapy is not easy yeah. at all, but it's damn worth it. It is well worth it. Um, everybody needs therapy. And I know Fact. people say, well, nothing is wrong with me. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't. Nothing has to be wrong with you now. But life is gonna whoop your ass someday. At some point, you're right. You're gonna want. You're gonna need some tools to be able to handle that. So, yes, therapy helps you heal from trauma, but it also gives you coping mechanisms to where if life happens to you again, you're better able to equip to handle that without breaking down suicidal thoughts, going to the, you know, a substance abuse. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's why I say everybody should go learn some coping mechanisms and, uh, yeah. you know, get that shit off your chest. Man. That shit's, I love it. I'll be in there letting my therapist have See, it. See, I, I, um, I'm a little different. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with it. Uh, with me, uh, you know, my, my therapist told me I, um, not necessarily cold hearted, but I, I'm able to shut my feelings off Mm -hmm. so fast. It's almost like a defensive mechanism. It is. I was the same way. So like when he was asking me questions, trying to get me to respond in a vulnerable state right and then tell him exactly how i'm feeling why am i feeling that way how did i get to feeling that way i shut off immediately it was just yeah you had to for i was the same way it took a while for me to build that rapport with my therapist to be because in my head i'm thinking i don't know you yeah like you were a stranger to me (laughs) right (laughs) right first three sessions i was kind of i was pretty silent yeah, they, it, it just takes a long time to build a rapport. But once you do, though, it's pretty... Because they can't tell your business. It's against the law. They can yeah. lose their practice. Right. So you they can't... You know, you have... Uh, privilege, yeah, and all that. So they unless you say, I'm going to hurt myself or hurt somebody else, they have to tell them. But other than that, they can't tell your business. Um, unless you confess to a crime and shit. So I had to get comfortable <laughs> with that. <laughs> I had to get comfortable with that. But uh, I was the same way, though. I, you know, she's in there asking me questions. And I'm like... Mm. I would give, like, very surface answers. I wouldn't get in depth with it, and then, and then one day, I'm like, for one, I'm paying for this shit, so I might as well get my money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be wasting my money like that. And then one day, I was just like, you know what? If I want to heal, I have to give her me. Mm-hmm. I, there's no point in me taking this on. Like, why the hell am I here if I don't want to heal? So if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it all, all right. the way. And it was like after the, maybe my third session, I finally was like, all right, lady, you finna get all this shit. <laughs> I was, I was going. To, I, I let her have it. And it wasn't directed towards her, but I shit. I was in there cussing and crying and crying and cussing and all kind of shit. But it was in that moment I was like, "Yep, I I got it now." And I was comfortable enough to open up. So, if it did, it, do it feel cleansing? Yeah, it's man. It you don't know what how much you're carrying until yeah. you, until you've gotten that off, and it felt like you know you just feel super light, man. I know I did. Like see. I didn't, See, that's where I'm at. Like, I know how much I'm carrying. Right. And uh, I'm afraid to know where I'd be once I let it out. So, um, my thing is, which is very, uh, mm, I hate the word, but I want to say like toxic. Um, Toxic masculinity. Because I, I put myself in a position where I never want to feel like a victim. Yeah. And I don't like people feeling sorry for me. Mm-hmm. 
but it's also a smoke signal to say I'm not okay. Right. Hmm. So so when I when I go to therapy it's almost like I want to get this out. But I'm scared to. Yeah. And I don't know how to. That's the hard part. Of, that's when I said it's hard. Like going to therapy is hard because you have to open yourself up. And that shit is extremely difficult to do. You know, we don't have practice doing it either. That's another thing. It's not like we grew up yeah. opening up to the world or just to people close to us. You open up with your boys and, and but it's so doing cannot be vulnerable. I've, these are my friends. Like I talk yeah. to these guys all day and I've heard these stories, but to see them do it completely open in that state is it's, it hits you differently. You know what I mean? I've heard some of the stories before. I, I you know, what Hamza, the second one we did, I, he, first thing he said was I tried to commit suicide. I, you know what I mean? Like I was, he called me, you know what I mean? Like his brother called me Yeah. as you know, like a day after it happened, I saw, I know the story, Yeah. but to see him get into detail and, and just be completely open in that space, it just hits you differently. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I, you know, Kenson told a story about when, he, you know, about being a deadbeat dad. Yeah. I, I know I was there for that. You know, I remember him going to court and being pissed off at his baby mom and all that shit. Excuse me. I remember all of that. But then to see him as a grown ass man accept that responsibility and be completely open, it hits you differently. And mm-hmm. I, I say that for th- it's super hard, man, to be like to just for real, like, okay. And just give himself it's hard to do because we don't have practice doing that. You know what I mean? Nobody I, you know, we don't grow up and, and say, Well, hey, how are you feeling right now? Mm-mm. and right. be honest like hey how are you I'm like I'm good and that's it we kind of just leave that shit alone but no we haven't I know I haven't had practice growing up of like hey I'm feeling like this today and here's why yeah. or something happened and I it you know affected me this way and we spoke about it like I didn't have practice doing that shit so it's hard you know this was 30 some years on the planet and I'm just now learning how to open up completely and fully so. uh, shit you had something like no it was something Spence said when you said you're you're scared to get to a place where you are no longer caring. It's like why do you feel that way? Uh, because it's so like I've been carrying this like I can take on anything for so long to the fact that when I open it when I open up and it all comes pouring out, I'm afraid to how I would react to it. Like when people say I let it all out. I feel good. That's not always the case. Especially when it's filled with a lot of tragedy. Tragedy, Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, with... Um, okay, so we were talking one day, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a little background. We were talking... When was that? Uh, we were talking about what? Uh, when we were talking about like the outline. Where were we going to go? It was Friday. Oh, uh, we were just talking about this. I think it was third, Wednesday. Okay, so a little big, a little background on me. Um, two years ago, my son passed away. Mm. Um, car accident or truck accident. I had no control over. I didn't know. Right. All I got was a phone call. So that put so many emotions in me. I still don't know how to react to it. Right. Um, so... He'll be 10 next week, next Friday. So this right here, even this right here is a little triggering for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we 
when we went well initial the initial outline was extremely triggering right like it was a hard breath like i don't know if i'll be able to do this and so when i'm talking to the you know when i'm talking to the guys it's almost coming like coming off as if i'm being like an asshole when in fact it's so hard for me to be like fellas like this is hurting yeah this is hurting Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 hard. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. So uh Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I um I know when we was going in, when we was going in initially about it, I I I, I was like do this nigga just want to fight me or something? Like he tripping. <laughs> like he, every time I say something, he like Yeah. No, nah, I ain't. Nah, I, I'm like, why you keep asking me the same questions? Right. Cuz he kept on saying like so what we gonna talk about? And I'm like, well, I told you what we gonna talk about when I told you yeah. what BJ do, like what 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 his thing is, like outside of the 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 modeling, the acting, the like the celebrities he know. Like I don't care about none of that. Yeah. I'm like, uh, you know, this my boy. And I think when he brought the can I be vulnerable thing to us, yeah. When he brought the can I be vulnerable thing, when I first seen it, I was like, yo, this is dope. Me personally, I've never done it. Yeah. I've never even attempted it like me and my pops have deep deep er conversations now mm-hmm. but it was always that like with my, with my whole family it was like we was all boys yeah so it was like man we ain't we ain't that's you soft you know what i'm saying we ain't on that <laughs> and that's you know what, what I'm saying? a lot of i know for our generation grew up with like that's that shit is soft and i know to break that stigma because it's not soft something is wrong with me i just need to get this off and i can yeah. get back to my normal shit Right now, and so being doing this podcast for a little over a year now, um, Spence will say like therapy is major. You know what I'm saying? And he will bring up um his son and all that. And uh, I, me and Spence had a basketball team, right. Bighorns. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to continue it because. My my PO was just on my ass. You yeah, feel me? Yeah, he was tripping me about everything. So, uh, his son was like our a ball boy. You know what I'm saying? So it was like when it first hit, I was like, "Fuck!" Right? You know what I'm saying? So hearing that from him a year in, seeing your can I be vulnerable? Watching certain things, I was like, "This is a this is a conversation that's major for for the black community right. because I know." I've never had nothing as extreme as that, but I know just for me, it's like, um, I've always been the I'm I'm not the oldest in my family, but I every everything about my family starts a lot of stuff starts with me. Right. Um, me and my cousin Lamont, you know Lamont, yeah. me, and Lamont me and Lamont was real real tight. Yeah, yeah. But I was the thug, and Lamont was the school kid. You feel me? <laughs> so. I used to get mad about shit like females trying to run over them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, man, you ain't finna play my cousin. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm tripping off of everything. And I had he's a class with Els too. Els was he was just super quiet and nice. Yeah. He was just so nice, man. I and mean, and he used to always be like, bitch, you need to, you know what I'm saying? You need to chill. But I used to be like, man, fuck that. We tripping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I I never, cause I always like, I always took that that punk word to heart. Like I was right. like, I ain't finna be the punk. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm 5'3". I don't care if you 7'2". 
We we tripping. We going all the way there. This nigga ain't lying. Like I'm I'm not finna be the punk. And I I was always that dude. I remember um at DP I got into it with TJ on the basketball uh, team. Uh-huh. Me and DP me and PJ was me and TJ was finna fight in the P P thing. And he was like, You I'm dead serious. Yeah, yeah. I don't care how big you is, bro. <laughs> I don't care about none of that. You not finna take this ball. You not finna foul me. None of that. Like it's my ball, nigga. My little brother's ball back. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. It's all ball. It's all ball, nigga. I don't care what you talking about. <laughs> so you know, I was always that dude. Right. So um, you know, I, I took I took stuff like that to heart. So to to see the different, because now I didn't probably watch five or six of them. Cannot be vulnerable right. things. And like you say, it's NFL players, ex NFL players is you know college players is. And I'll be like, I'm like, damn, these dudes is like they they giving you their yeah. all on camera. Like on camera. And I'm like, shit, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I probably would have been talking to this. Like he questioning me, like, hey, bro, this new question. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So seeing it, I was like, Yeah, we gonna we gonna do this. Like this, like if if it's a show I wanna do, that's the show I wanted to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to I, I know my stance on it. I know Growing up with all boys and around most of the niggas that's real gang members and right. all that, and it's like, nah, if we gonna do it, this, this what I want to do it on. Um, so that so when Spence was saying certain things, I was like, damn, man, what's going on? And that, and I, I said it to him in, in the group. I was like, bro, what's the you know what I'm saying? Like, what's 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 the thing with me? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you attacking yeah, me? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. You know what I know now, um, and I was like, "Oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense." You know what I'm saying? So, um, on top of that, I turn around and on this social media, like, I'm not finna be the, um, not finna feel sorry for me. Enough said. I'm not feeling sorry for you, bro. Mm. Like we we going, yeah. like we going in. That's all you had to tell me. Yeah, that's all I need to see. We going in. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. We're going to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because I, I fight for mine in, in every aspect. I don't care what the shit is. I fight for mine. So I'm like, yeah, we going in. Um, to say that, uh, Spence had a question that you had wanted to bring up. Um, shit, I don't. Because, uh, um, okay, I had the, is it, the idea of a strong black man who can handle anything thrown at him Damaging us. Um. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we can handle everything, but we need help. When. Yes, in a in a in a manner of like they don't tell us how, teach us how. They just say it to us without instructions or without diving any further yeah. into it. Now, right. And I think that's the damaging part to it. Yeah, I can handle anything thrown my way, but. Depending on what that is, I'm going to need help with that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm going to need help with just, you know, whatever stone and I can't handle it on my own. I'm, I'm going to need to be able to reach out and say that. But they just say, hey, you're, you know, you're a strong dude. You can handle it. Like, yeah, I can. But like, how? You know yeah. what I mean? Or Give me the instructions. Give do, me should the, I always have to? Is a better question. that's thing. Do I have to? Like, do I got to handle it by myself? Right. Yeah. Why do I have to? I got people I can reach out to. Right. Help me shoulder this too. So... That is the damaging part where they, because they don't tell us how or they teach us how or, you know, show us how to do it. Can we handle it? Yeah. Do we have to? We shouldn't have to. Do we have to handle it by ourselves? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I think hand, handling is subjective. Yeah. 
Um, the part, the I think the important part is just because you can handle it does not mean you're not suffering through it. And so when you bring this, I'm glad you said that because I wanted to articulate that. By <laughs> so when you <laughs> so when you bring this when when every day when it's like when the world is thrown at you and you're just like sucking it all in, mm -hmm. you're sucking it all in, you're sucking it all in, you're sucking it all in. If you don't know how to um, articulate the point that you're hurting, if you don't even know how to, if you don't know how to feel when you're feeling like this is too much, that's when you turn to vices that can turn into violence, Shit, that was drugs, me. suicide. See, I think, I think for me, it's I think for me, it's more having people in your life that are supportive that, that you can be vulnerable with. Right. Like yeah. I, I didn't grow up with that. Like my, um, my, like growing up, my mom went. When she came home from work. She went in her room and closed her door. Yeah. Turn her shirt purples on. My brother went in his room. Turned his music on. So like I've never, I've never had a support system like that. Mm -hmm. Even, even my relationship with my father. Like my my biological father passed away. I was lucky enough to have two dads. Mm -hmm. So my godfather is my other father. He's been my father my whole life. Mm -hmm. My relationship with him is not the same because when I, that two year period I talked about where I was emotionally unstable, I had a moment where I was like, I couldn't handle it. Right. Like me and her were going through it, and I couldn't handle it. And I re and I'm on the phone. I'm on, I mean I'm in I'm in the apartment crying like bawling my eyes out, and I didn't know what to do. So I the only thing I did was I reached to the, the one person who's always been there for right. me in my life, and his response was man up. And that yeah. that broke that broke yeah. my that broke my relationship yeah. with my father. Like yeah. it's we're, we're we're in a good place. I don't hate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like ne like that was the moment where he he the pedal he came off the pedestal. Right, too. right. You, he, he's always been on the pedestal my whole right, life. Right. He's still there, but the pedestal's not as high. It's a little chink in his armor. Oh, for a major chink. Like right. I like now I don't feel like if I'm in that situation again, I don't feel comfortable calling him. him. Right. I don't I don't think he know, he doesn't know that he did anything wrong because that's that's what he grew up with. Right. But like, like I threw out that lifeline because I didn't. You were the one person I always knew I could go to, and now I don't feel like I have that. Right. Yeah. So like having like now I do have some friends who I like who are female. I don't have any male friends. I don't think. But like, if I'm going through something emotionally, I do have a couple female friends who I could be like, "Yo, this is what I'm going through, and I can get this off my chest." So like having, but like having that makes me feel better. Yeah. Like having people I, that you can talk to that are not going to judge you, people that are going to give you objective advice. Right. That that is coming from a loving place. Mm -hmm. It helps. Yeah, that 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 man of shit. I just I did uh, a, a podcast uh, like last month or something, and that came up. And I asked, "What the fuck does man up mean?" I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. Like man, up, and I we and the thing is, we all when we hear it, we all like, "Oh, okay, cool. I'm a man up." Yeah. We don't even know what the fuck we're. And, and I'm speaking from <laughs> me as an adolescent, like you know, what I mean, like when I was told, like the man, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm 12, nigga. I'm, right. I'm a man up, like. And so I asked, like, what the fuck does man up mean? And we never, I know I never asked whoever was saying that to me. And it's been thinking, looking back on it, it's just damaging. Like, I don't want a man up right now. I'm a kid. I just yeah, want right. you to help me get through this or let me unload right. whatever it is I'm feeling. I don't need to man up. I just need to get to this little moment. Yeah. And I can go back outside and play or something. And even hearing, I don't hear it now. And I don't say that to people now. Um, it's because... People just need you to listen to them. I mm. might not even want you to give me advice. Just, right. Just, here, just let me let me unload yeah. this, man. And and I probably already have what I'm going to do in my mind. I mean, decided anyway. Yeah. Right. But I just want to unload this, and I just want you to listen. So I I don't say man up to anybody. 
And I speaking about your father and what he grew up with, that it's a generational thing. So the generations before us, it was man up. It was, yeah. or pray it away. And mm, mm. my issue with pray it away is, is it's still, I can talk to God all day, but without action, it's not doing, it's it's not doing, doing anything. anything. Right. You know, prayer without action is just that, a prayer. You still have to put the work in. Faith without works is dead. And yes, it's helping me spiritually, I guess, but hey, I'm still feeling how I'm feeling. Right. And, and, and. and you need to, I, for me, I, I feel like you should be able to attack it at all angles. Yes, I can talk to God about it. I should be able to go to my therapist. I should be able to, you know, I, I don't know. And with therapy as well, some people don't want to talk to somebody and get that out. Some people can draw, and that's therapy. They put that pain in a painting, or they write, or they rap. Or, right. So you don't have to sit down with a licensed professional and blay all your shit out. I mean, you you know, because um, some people just, it's not for them. Um so when I say go to therapy, I always want to say like you find something that you can spill yourself out onto. If it's writing, if it's painting, if it's drawing, if it's you got to go outside and run all goddamn day or something. I don't know. Um, that can be a form of therapy as well that help you get through. You know, it's, it can be cooking as long as you're able to pour yourself out whatever it is you're feeling onto something. That's a form of therapy. Yeah, that's what I think. I think with therapy, um, for 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 me, um, I was almost. After going to therapy, you know, after going to therapy, although I do need to go back, um, it was almost like I was, it made me not scared, but it made, it not scared, but it made me scared to get advice from other people. And why I say that is because now I'm able to identify just how <sighs> broken you are. Yeah. But- so the majority of the time when we are, you know, asking for advice from family or for friends, they're giving you advice based off of the hurt and the torment mm-hmm. that they've been through. So when we're talking about you know mental health in our in our community as a whole, it's just like a revive you know like a revolving mm-hmm. almost like a door or a cycle because we're all giving off broken advice, right? Mm-hmm. And no one to just listen. The the thing I loved you know loved about therapy was the fact that when I did start talking, he listened, and then two, I know this man don't give a fuck. I mean, he gives a fuck, but in the the bigger aspect of his life, right. it's like I'm here to hear you talk, and then I'm here to help you in any which way I can, without any background on who I am as an individual. Right. So it's not a family member. It's right. not. It's, a, it's not a bias. Yeah, it's not a bias. Yeah, and so that's the part that helped. But again, for me, it's just identifying what what's going on. Yeah, being able to identify what's going. <clears throat> yeah, I was. I thought you was gonna tell us up, man. Hey, Come man. on, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a lot. It's it's rough for me. Like I um, it's rough. Like I don't. I don't. I just again, I don't have those relationships like anything I've dealt with is kind of like you got to figure this shit out on your own <clears throat> especially emotionally like I don't like I, I have and I, it, it, what's crazy is I grew up my my brother I have two brothers one yeah. who I grew up with one who I don't he grew up in Georgia and I, I probably have more of these conversations with the one who grew up in Georgia than the one who grew up across the hallway from me mm-hmm. because we just it wasn't learned like I, it was um even even there was a period where, again, during this two years was traumatic. But like during this two years, 
um, my wife asked me, she was like, why do you cheat on me? And it, it took, it took like, I, I, I didn't want to just give her a surface answer. So I really, I really thought about it. Right. And I was like, well, I really, I'm out here. Like, when I came to the conclusion, it was like, I'm looking for attention from women because I didn't get the attention from my mother. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I told her that. And then I, I was like, okay, my mom needs to hear this. Like, I don't, I don't think she thinks she did anything wrong. Right. But, like, because I didn't get the attention from you, it's damaged, my, it's not, it's damaged me as an individual and it's, it's having an effect on my marriage and my family. Mm-hmm. And so I, I came to my mom and I told her. I was, I was like, mom, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So I went over there and she was like, I told her all this. And she just was like, sorry. Yeah. I was like, damn, okay. And she was like, she was like when you told me you want to talk to me, I thought you was going to say you was gay. Like, what? <laughs> wow. That's and that's the response. That's the that's the honest response I got. I'm like, damn, for wow. real? Like you just like no remorse about it. And then I guess she told my brother about it, the one I grew up with. And he like was upset. Like, oh you you know, he went off on me or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, that's crazy. And that's not the response that you needed or even wanted. Like I'm telling you guys what This is this is what's real this, this is was, this affected this, me. Yeah, like this yeah. affected me. Like it was like when I was growing up, like I really like Used to be like I could run away and nobody would give a fuck because I don't think nobody nobody yeah, sees me. Like right. y'all know I'm here, but y'all don't see me. That's uh, I'm glad you said that because that's one of the common themes about uh, depression is people feel unseen. Um, you know, like when they write suicide letters or whatnot. I've actually had some students write me some suicide letters, and even though wow. the kids, yeah, I had to. I don't know what the fuck it is about me when people like revealing their inner shit. Yeah, this is even before I can't be vulnerable. Um. But yeah, people love, and I'm it's a gift, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've read some 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 suicide letters, and and people feel unseen a lot of times with depression. Like they feel like they're alone in their trauma. And it's like, well, nah, you're not alone in your trauma. And I know for us in our community, because we don't open up, and that was another thing for for can I be vulnerable as well? I wanted to, I wanted people to see how normal it is. Like your in trauma, the black community. yeah. Like your trauma isn't too much different from his trauma, right? You know what I mean, or your trauma isn't, you know what I mean. Like there's themes to it. It's relatable. It's relatable. Like hey, you know what? And I, when I did mine, I wanted people to say like, hey, okay, I've had something similar that I went through, yeah, yeah, and I'm not alone in this. And I felt like if I can get people to understand like you're not alone, and because life happens to everybody, some of the details differ, yeah, but you know the themes are pretty common, and if I can get people to understand like hey i went through something you went through something similar as well we're not alone in this i feel better hopefully you feel better now there's a community of people saying you know what i went through something similar to this and this is what helped me and you know all that kind of stuff so that was another huge thing that i wanted to see happen with can i be vulnerable i just wanted people to see i wanted kids to see and other people to see like my plight isn't too much different from your plight but i don't know why the fuck we're silent about this shit like why the hell am i not speaking because you probably had something similar as well. So like, how'd you do it? You know what I mean? Like, and it's that, and it's been working. Um, the certain stories hit people, you know, different ways. Um, a few of the guys have talked about attempting suicide because that's CTE. So let me not lie about that. And some of them make his brains is just screwed the fuck up. And that puts you in a place. Of, yeah. You know, I mean, what you gonna do when your brain is cracked. Um, right. But other people have said it because I felt alone. Like I felt like nobody saw me or, or they isolated themselves and add that added to them feeling Absolutely. Alone, you know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, again, the more I can get these stories out and the more people see that they're relatable in some aspect. Like, you can relate to something in one of those stories. Like, the more this, the better it gets for everybody. Um, 
But yeah, for depression, a lot of people like I just don't feel seen. If I disappeared today, nobody would give a fuck. Oh man, that was that was every day. Yeah, and it's no people would give a fuck. It's just once it get in your head, it's yeah. Hard once it yeah, to... it's once it gets in your head, people would give a fuck, and it would be people that you wouldn't even know. You know what I mean? That you wouldn't expect to have right. given a fuck about it. Um, because we all just suffer in silence. I'm like that shit's stupid. Like I don't want to suffer in silence. If I'm a suffer nigga, some y'all come suffer with me. <laughs> right, <laughs> fucking suffer together. Because this the lone shit sucks. So yeah, let me have some company. <laughs> yeah, I, I think in in the black community that's like common. Like not only for fathers, but your mother kind of put the man up stigma in your head too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it. I know with me for my stepson, he probably get it the worst because I'm one of them. Nigga, I'm not trying to hear none of that. What are you crying mm. for? What's going on? Like, I know he get it the worst. Yeah. Like, I know. Because, like, it's it's him, and then he got all sisters. Mm. So, he, you know, he, like, I can't be, because I'm the boy. I can't be, and and I put it on him. Like, you know, I, I, I know I'm bad for that, because I'd be like, man, we ain't on none of that. Like, I don't want to hear none of that. It's I not, don't it's, care. It's not bad. It's just teach him how. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, I, but tools to be able to, to. You can't teach nobody you don't know. That's like, true. I don't know that. So, I, like, I like you didn't have it. I've never had yeah, that. You know what I'm saying? With 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 my my big brother six years older than me. Right. My big brother literally beat my ass. I hated my big brother till I was damn near eighteen. The only thing that stopped me from not hating my big brother is I literally was gonna kill him, and he went to my pops crying, like, "Look, Vinci really trying to kill me." Mm-hmm. And when my pops called me, I'm like, I don't look. Call me when the funeral coming. Like I'm not playing with him no more. You know what I'm saying? This nigga been beating me up my whole life, and he's six years older than me. I didn't even. I have no win. Right. He's six years older than me. I can't win this fight. Right. So and he's been whooping my ass. Like no, and it's my turn. It's on me. You know what I'm saying? Tables are switched. So with having an older brother, my few older cousins fall under me. You know what I'm saying? But. But having an older brother like that, it was like, and then, and then, opposite, my um, my big cousin who I, I called my other big brother, um, Nardo, who I, I go to the gym with, who you know, Nardo is big out here in Vegas. So, right, right. with Nardo, he was the opposite. He was like, you know, he was the protector of the family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he he boxed, so he'd be like, look, y'all, when y'all come over, put the gloves on, we training. So, growing up, he training me. All all my life, every opportunity I had in my brother, I tried and I kept losing. I was like, shit. Like, <laughs> that jab didn't work. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? These side steps. You know what I'm saying? This hook. I can keep forgetting I ain't got no length. <laughs> this nigga's beating my ass. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I didn't know no other way. So right. with, my, with my stepson, I'd be like, man, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? You finna do this. And I think probably being on this podcast and being around seeing the difference in other men make me be like, okay, let me back up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been this way forever. Like, yeah. and I've been like this towards my, my nephews and my, my, my cousin, Lamont is six months younger than me. Nine months. Some, he's not even that much younger than me. Him. Like he, he got it rough. Everybody, mm-hmm. and if you if you around me, I'm you're gonna be this person like all, at all times. I don't care if this not you, or stay from around me. Mm-hmm. And it it bridged the gap between me, friends, home. You know what I'm saying, family, because I was like, 
if you ain't gangster, stay away from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you not, if this not what you on, get away from me because this what I'm on. Right. And if I see somebody that's the opposite of me and tripping, I'm tripping. So I need everybody with me to trip. So it was hard. So for my nephew, it was different. Um, I mean, from for my stepson, I, I know he get it bad. You know what I'm saying? And then when I hear from y'all, like about you know y'all try to mold y'all kids differently, I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Because in the black community, you don't hear that. You don't hear that. Is I grew up with all boys. You know what I'm saying? This how we is. My mom was like, well, if you don't get out of here, yeah. You know what I'm saying? My mom wasn't trying to hear that. Yeah. Man, get get out of my room. Yeah. See, that's my mom. Not necessarily that because I, I never felt comfortable enough to go in my mom's room and say none of that. But just. I don't want my, and I see my son's more. He's a recluse. I'm a, I'm a kind of a rec. I'm an introvert kind of. So I, I see my son in that same mode, and I'm like, I don't want, I don't want what I went through to be his normal. Like right. I, I want a different normal for my son. Like I want him to be able to say, "Dad, this is what I'm going through," or "This girl did this to me," and me not be, me not be able to say nothing but man up. Like that was some bullshit, and that broke. That that took my hero away from me, and I don't want, I don't want my son to feel like he don't have a hero. Even though I ain't no fucking hero at all, but well, see, um, with me as as a parent, um, with going through what I've gone through, I think I'm at the point now where I don't even know if I want to be seen as a hero. I just want to, because my, I mean, you know, my 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 children are old enough. What scares me with them is the fact that they, they're when this happened. This was two years ago, mm-hmm. going on three. They were old enough to understand. They were there. So they walk around happy-go-lucky. You know, they try to... I can see it. Like, they try to put on this image as if I'm always happy. Right. And I know it's it's brewing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm afraid of as a parent. As When is it going to come out? Yeah. Yeah. And how is it going to come out? Yeah. And... So, you know, when we come on here, because, you know, my son plays basketball, you know, um, my kid, you know, my, my oldest daughter is in, into into school. And, like, you know, I'm like that motherfucking. No, you be everywhere. I'm like married with children, man. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? My my daughter, my youngest daughter, Chili's. They keep you on the go. My middle daughter plays yeah. basketball. They all got something going on, but they they move as if. You know, they just happy go lucky. And I know, you know, all sometimes your kid, they have all that, your kids are active, so you gotta Yeah, and they have this little you know, they like like I said, they put on this happy go lucky and then they just sit in their room sometimes and just break down. Right. And I know it's coming full scale as they get older. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like as a parent, you know, I used to be like, you know, I want I want my kids to see me as the best. I still do. I want them to see me as a hero. You know what I'm saying? But now going through what I've gone through, I just want them to see me as their dad mm-hmm. overcoming something. I feel the same way. I wanted my son to see me as I can still be your hero. I can't. I can't determine whether or not you feel like I'm your hero. I don't yeah. control that part. But I want you to know your hero isn't perfect. Absolutely. That's what I wanted him to know. And so either either a keep me as his hero or knock me down. Um, but regardless of it, you just know that the man that's your father isn't perfect, and here's why. Yeah, and that's what I wanted my son to understand. Because um, you got everybody's a parent here. We also don't. I know for me, I didn't want my son to see everything that I go through as a parent. Absolutely, he shouldn't yeah, see. Yeah, you tried. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you don't need to know about these bills that I got to get. That's mm-hmm. not your responsibility. That's mine. You know what I mean. But that kind of shit does affect you. 
so I, I, I can say for me, like, if I am going through something, I wanted my son to be able to, to, not that I want him to do anything about it, but just know, like, dad, I don't even feel like being dad today, dude. That's how, that's what I'm at, right? <laughs> Yeah. I, I, like to do, yeah. I And your mother probably don't feel like being a mom today, but she's, we're going to do it because that's what we're supposed to do. But you just understand, son, that dad is feeling a certain kind of way. I'm still going to take care of business, but just know that I am not perfect. So yeah. please don't, you know, just don't think that I am and everything is always all good. Everything isn't all good. And it's okay. And I'm not going to stay in this funk, so just know that I'm not okay right now, but I will be. And that's what I wanted my son to understand. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at at. And that's why I just, I feel bad for Ivan because it's kind of like, you know, I'd rather my kids see me as like, you know, dad is broken right. than dad doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that right there is like, that's hurtful. That's hurtful. But yeah, for me, I'm like, if you're going to, if I want you to love me or you're going to love me, you got to love all, all of, of who, me. You got to love all of me. So I don't need to be perfect. I need you to love my flaws too. Um, Fact. And we are, and then people say that like, oh, you, you take me as me. Well, shit, let me give you me. So you can't yeah. love me. I, I can't put up no front. So um, that's, uh, you know, akin to your point of like wanting your kids to see you as broken as opposed to just don't give a fuck is way better. You know, to know, like see your kids knowing like, you know what, dad is, is you know, he's hurt. Right. As opposed to dad doesn't give a fuck because that's detrimental as well. Like they grow up and not giving a fuck. It's yeah. Like, no, I give a fuck. I'm just hurt. You know right. I mean? So I, I think that's dope. Um, that that bring me when you say love all of me. We had a podcast where Spence had brought up um, being giving your all, like being able to give your all to your significant other. Mm-hmm. So that forms the how do you be vulnerable with your significant other with another? Bro, I had the, the woman. V hardest. I, it's. Oh, probably one of the most difficult things that I have troubles with. Like I really have struggles with giving you all of me all the time. And it's caused me all of my relationships. I'll give you all of me in spurts. Yeah. And because of what I've gone through, you know, uh, you know, I lost my mother at 16. She died. You know, my brother yeah. committed suicide. I've lost a ton of friends in between oh, that. I'm sorry to hear that. And so I will give you me. Right, and then I take it away once you get too close to me because I feel like you're gonna leave too. I used to have, I used to tell my uh, one of my ex, I used to tell all the time, like, I used to wake up every day, look at my phone, and know that somebody had died already, or I would get a call about her, and it fucking frightened the shit yeah. out of me. And because of that, I would close myself off to giving you know to this relationship and my emotions towards you. Is and and you I lost a friend like right after, right out of high school, um, lost a few, oh niggas boy, out. yeah, uh, Tyree died of cancer, man, shit. I, we lost who. You know hoop. what I mean? Hoop, hoop birthday is and it just, just passed. passed. It just I think passed. it just passed. Uh, you know, we I, we lost a lot. And Hoop was twenty six and died. What he had a stroke, right? Yeah, fucking stroke at twenty six. You know what I mean? Like I lost a ton. Of, I I said on my video, I had a funeral to go to every year since nineteen ninety eight. You know what I mean? That's a lot of fucking death. And these yeah. are friends. These are friends. These are you know family members, and and these are, you know what I mean? Um, shit, I went to three funerals in five weeks, man. Yeah. So homie D peeps passed, you know, when he OD. My great grandmother died and Coach Thompson. Man, when Coach Thompson passed, it was I think everybody felt that. Dog, man, Coach Thompson gave me my second job at Kenyon Springs, man. Like when I say that shit hurt, I was on the flight to Philly to my great grandmother's funeral when I got that message about Coach Thompson. Yeah. I was on Twitter when I found out. Man, I that shit broke me um, you know, bad because Thompson has done nothing but been an upstanding dude in my life. Like, and he coach, always been like that. Um, always been that way. He was a uh, him and my pops was close. 
So when I first, well, they had knew each other through school and stuff. And when I first came to DP, and when my grades first started slipping, he told my pops. And my pops had got on me, and I got my grades up, and then he was like, you know, like, you're going to be on my team. So I got to, you know, I was trying to play for the um, the freshman team at DP. And, um. You're a little yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was supposed to be the I was supposed to be the start, uh, starting point guard, man. Man, Quan, what was out there? Quan, Marcel, they probably all the same though. size. That's at that point, man. Man, so um, some killers on that I remember Coach Thompson took me out there to the to the um fucking track and we did that Indian run. <laughs> that Indian run is a motherfucker. <laughs> Look, that that's what that's what like, and and this is what I tell myself. So I'm like, this is how I know. Sports is really a mental game also. That Indian run broke me. I was like, <laughs> I'm not coming back. <laughs> like, you know what? I thought about it like, I, I'm not even 5'5". Five, five. Like, now I'm not making it it's to not, the league. That's not even it, though. It's the niggas that's in front that want to be track stars. Like, no, nigga. <laughs> what are you running fast for? Like, I, I ain't go for my, that was my, me. And mind you, DP what? was full of track stars. Oh, yeah. We had it was nothing but track stars. Yeah, These niggas, track stars on the team. see, they was mad. I'm it took like, me so long to get to the front of that motherfucking nah, Indian run. Nah, it was niggas that was like all Americans at DP. Yeah, yeah, we was some. Yeah, so we in there. I'm like, man, look, hey, bro, slow. I was like, look, <laughs> uh, coach, this gonna be my last practice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was. Um, I mean, I ain't had no like uh, when it come to sports shit. It took a hit for me to know like this ain't that football this ain't shit. Like I can hoop, but that football shit because they said you know back then when I was in high school they felt like I had like a football body. So like go do it, man. We scrimmage varsity. I was promising too. I was a little wide receiver. I was promising. <laughs> man, we scrimmage varsity. Went up to get the ball. Bop. <laughs> my turn, my pass in the next day. You can have this shit. Yeah, at least you, you made it to high school dog. though. I, I quit in nah, sixth grade. Yeah, the just, first man, day, the first practice, pass. the first practice with pads on. I had an asthma attack. I was like, man, y'all, <laughs> what? Nigga? Yeah, y'all all the time, it. man. If you play Damn, football, so you are already off in head. Playing a sport where you just got to bang bodies yeah. every play. I, I knew I was off when I was like, I like this shit. This shit's cool. <laughs> I knew man, I was off. Y'all, and DP was that. Like it was hella than hella. Y'all was just. All stars, Dyson. Yeah, them niggas was ballers. Man. I was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, coach. Fuck, I didn't even play basketball till my senior year. I should have. Like, I would yeah. be out there for the practices and shit, and I would tell coach like, ah, I'm just going to train. Because yeah, I was running track, so he had like, a squad too. DP you know, that was that. But yeah, when Coach Thompson passed, man, that was one of the, the the opening year. We was we was cool, and we didn't even have uh, we, we didn't no have seniors. seniors. Mm. The, they, my senior and we year, was competing. I think my senior year was their second year. That, that squad was a killer. Yeah, we didn't have. Uh, we was competing. That they was, was Mo, competing. Mo bro, Thomas, so they, Nick Porter, Cheyenne, I just seen the Porter Gibson. I, I run into Nick Porter. Uh, Man, you know, every now and then. He in Cali? Yeah, he in Cali. He hooping still? Nah, nah. I think he's done. Man, we had Noodle, but Noodle the mayor now. Yeah, good for Noodle, man. Um, yeah, the mayor so, what? Peak, uh, Peak, Peak Skills, New Peak Jersey. Skills, New Jersey. Oh, word. That's where he's yeah. from. And he's the mayor now. Yeah, yeah. He's the mayor, crazy. man. Good God, that's. And looking back, I'm like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Because he's always been a community dude. He's always been that way. He was always like just a community type of cat. If you if everybody wasn't involved, he really didn't. He just wanted everybody to be involved. So yeah. when he became mayor, I was like, you know what? That actually makes some sense. Wow. Like, good for him. Yeah, yeah man. Good. So yeah, um, yeah. So that, like I said, that formed me to my question. Like, dang, how do you be vulnerable to your Significant other, like I heard, Ivan, you said, you know, you went back to your wife and told her, you know, why you cheat, 
Yeah, that shit was it was because I didn't I didn't want to give her a bullshit answer because she had never asked. Right. She she knew I cheated like she's called me, but she never like was like genuinely like why do you cheat? And yeah. I didn't when she asked me I didn't have an answer. Like I I didn't know why I just wanted some pussy. <laughs> I'm not getting the, I'm not getting the pussy I want from you. I'm not getting the sexual needs I feel like met by you. So I'm just gonna go chase another chick. It never occurred to me like why like why nigga like why yeah. no not tonight is not enough like why my love for you. Couldn't override that. Right. Not having sex tonight was enough, or why? And I, so it, it just like I wanted to give her a real answer, and I didn't have a real answer. So it really, it really took some self reflection. Thought about it Ye- years later, thinking about it right now. What would be your answer? The, the answer, no, the answer I gave her was was that's the truth. That was that was why. Just like because of your your uh, like I always like looking for attention. Because like it, it was different for me. Like when my dad when my ba- when my dad passed away. Um, my brother didn't have, he had a godfather, but his godfather wasn't like my godfather. Like, my godfather has been my real dad my whole life. Yeah. So, growing up, I had two dads. I had real two dads. I had one father who's my biological father, but I had two dads. My brother didn't have that. So, when my father passed away, my mom was like, she basically was like, I had to be everything for him. Mm-hmm. So, she was like, and, and when we had this talk, she said this. She was like, well, you had Eddie, so... You was all right. And I'm like, no, like, because I have another parent. So because he had one parent, I had to have one parent. So she ba- she basically was like, since you have your godfather in your life, who's been your real dad your whole life, I don't need to be there for you the same way that I had to be there for your brother. Right. So she ba- when he left for college, she checked out. Even when he was there, she was like, it was it was a complete difference. Like she would she gave him all the att- all the attention I wanted. She I saw him. It's not like I didn't. Yeah. She wasn't giving it. I watched you give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. So I know you got it in. You. I know you have it in you, but you just don't have it in you for me because you feel like because I have somebody there for it for that purpose. I don't need it twice. Yeah, I I was like that throughout my twenties. Like I just turned thirty, so like my, <laughs> my, um, I was wondering when it was gonna come up. <laughs> yeah, so you know my morals are a little different, but um, but I like my teens to my you know because I one thing. I mean, I kind of learned to like to, for, you know, forgive him. But, you know, my dad grew up in prison. I told y'all earlier. And then my mom, she had me at like 17. So she was still living her life. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and I think at this point she was like, I don't know if she even want to recognize what's going on. But I didn't really get no, like, you know, we, I grew up like with my, you know, with my aunts and my grandma. Um, and although I had, um you know, I grew up, you know, with extreme respect for women. Right. But it wasn't my mom. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when I got to the age where I'm fucking, like, I'm fucking. <laughs> right? But I was, I, was, I was fucking under the pretense that I would, that these women would give me the feeling my mom would give me. Right. Like a motherly love. And then after a while, it's like, you ain't giving me that. So I'm on to the next, right. and then I'm on to the next, and then I'm on to the next. That's how I was operating. Yeah, I was compartmentalizing myself. Like, you give me something here, I get this from you, I get right, that yeah. from you, and that's my whole woman. You yeah. know what I mean? And, it's, and it really had nothing to do with them. It was everything about me that yeah. I needed to get done. And so, shit, I might still be there. Shit. <laughs> I might still be in that phase. Shit. And, uh, and, and then that, like, I also grew up too, like, you know, my mom and then we should be like, don't worry about marriage now, nigga. Keep, you know, do your thing. Yeah. Keep fucking. Like, have a good time. You young. And I'm like, all right. 
They, Why and, is that common? And I don't know, right? So in my head, I'm thinking, well, shit, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed, I'm supposed to, do. to do. I'm chilling. I'm a good time. <laughs> right. High school and shit, college, boom, man. I'm, I'm fucking I'm having a great ass time. Like, and they never, I never learned how to like turn that off. Yeah. I guess, and I guess they just figured I'm supposed to know. Like, why? You've been telling me to keep fucking my whole life. Right. Man, and, and it, that's common. Like, I had this conversation with females a lot. Um, Said I had this conversation with my stepson a lot. Like it's common for us to say like boys keep fucking, yeah. but daughters don't do this for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not we're taught the complete opposite that we teach our daughters, and that the women that we deal with was taught. Mm-hmm. So it's like y'all deal with this cheating because your mama dealt with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thing is, it, it, it's. He's, yeah. he's not wrong, but like he's got a fucking point. Yeah, yeah. deal with this. <laughs> Your mama dealt with it, you know. <laughs> we taught that. Yeah. We're taught that, Sorry, <laughs> and we don't catch it's on funny to how it. Said it, yo, but it That's what it is. <laughs> we taught that, so yeah. it's like, and I be like, I can't make a fucking boy. So making these damn girls, I be like, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> because I don't want to tell my daughter what. I would tell my son, like, I want my daughter to be a good woman. Right. I don't want my daughter to be the trifling bitch, <laughs> you know, just honestly. Yeah. But then on the same note, it's like, I don't want my daughter to go through a heartbreak either. So That's part it's, of the game, though. It's, yeah, and, and I'm not with that part of the game. Because I'm like, I ain't had my heart broke, so daughter follow my steps. But then it's like, don't follow my step because you're going to be deep. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be knee deep. You're going to be deep. <laughs> so it's hard, man. So then, like, I and and I guess that goes into getting into relationships and being able to talk to women and be like, well, let's just have to sit down before I do. Like, I do that. I do the, man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go ahead and start cheating. Like, I'm ready to go ahead and start. You know, like, I do that. You tell them that? Yeah, I do the same shit. I'm yeah, you, I'm gonna tell you, we meet. I'm fucking. I'm just letting you know right now. Like, I'm, yes, I'm having sex with other people. Like that's just. It. I'm gonna tell you who the fuck I am first. Yeah, you don't, have, you don't have to deal with me. That's fine. But I'm gonna tell you that I ain't shit. Right. And a lot of times when I say that, they act like I'd never fucking said it. And then it's a huge. <laughs> and I, I, oh, I, preach. I, I, I would fuck. do what I told you I was going to do, and it's a huge fucking problem. Like I'm like I'm not telling you that you can't feel a certain way about it. What you're trying to, I don't really know what to tell you with this argument yeah. that you're trying to have because I Man. said, this is me. Yeah, well, I think women go Man. into, women go into, women like that, like the bad boy, and then they like the honesty up front because it's still in the back of their mind, they like, I'm going to change you. For that, sure. But I'll just, so uh, somebody hit me, was like, yeah, you ain't shit. She posed the question to me and it like hit me in the face. And I was like, damn, she got a motherfucking point. Like, yeah, you ain't shit just because you so choose not. She worded it in such a way that it stopped me in my tracks and made me think about, like, you know, what it is I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And once again, like I said earlier, you know, I was compartmentalizing. Like, yeah. I get this from you, that from you, and now I feel complete and whole. And it really had nothing to do with all of them. It was everything to do that I was going through and healing and hurting and shit. Or hurting and not healing. Um, but she's like, yeah, you ain't shit, but why? Like... You can be the shit if you want. You're clearly fucking smart. You know what the fuck you're doing because you just sat here and told me what the fuck you was going to do. Like, so why? She just, word, I can't even think how she worded it, but she worded it in such a way that I was like, damn, this motherfucker got a point. And that sent me on a 
a path in therapy, but it also set me on a path on like when meeting women now and like keeping my, you know, my phone is dry as a motherfucker. Like my shit, you know, used to blow the hell up. Man. <laughs> my shit is dry as fucking. It's yeah. peaceful as hell now, but I had to take some time away to be to myself. To truly be single and but not single with a bunch of women. Like to single with strings single. attached. Yeah, like to not have that. So it's been peaceful, but it's something that I've never really done either. So this is like new territory for me in recent, you know, in recent times. And it's been dope. So figuring out like, I, right, you can still be in shit if you want to, but, you know, at least you know where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah. right. Like I know the reasons why. Like I fat. Yeah. If I wanted, to, if I wanted to get a bunch of women, I know the reasons why, and I don't need to compartmentalize that. Yeah. You know what I mean, I don't need to let you feel, make you feel like this could be something when it's really not going to be. Um, right. And so that's what that's done for me. So, but to to your question, like that shit was fucking hard to be completely open and vulnerable with my significant other, and it failed every fucking time because I wasn't. <laughs> Every fuck, my relationship fucking failed every time. I feel you. I feel you now. That. You know what I mean? Yeah, you. Just, that's all I said. That's that's what made me bring the question. I was like, dang, I remember when when Sprint brought it up, like him saying in his current relationship, like I'm trying to, like I'm trying to give all of me, and I was like, you bold nigga. I, I think <laughs> with, Man, you, I want to too. With me, I think I think with me, you know what I'm saying. I um. Women, well, I'm, I'm not even going to say women. I'm going to say my woman, right? I think I've just learned to just, not learn, but I've accepted, cowardly, but I've accepted the fact that I let her use me shutting down as a cop-out. Mm, right. So every time like we like get into it, or I tell y'all I do like the silent, you know, I do the silent treatment. I don't like yeah. to argue. I go yeah. silent. And she uses... You know, when when it gets hard, you shut down. And it's not the fact that I shut down. It's the fact that I don't know how to tell you how I feel. Mm -hmm. I can't put it in words that'll make you truly understand how I feel. That has nothing to do with you. That has everything to do with me. Right. I don't know how to tell you. I don't right. know how to tell my fucking self. How I'm feeling about this right. situation right, right now, or how am I feeling about situations? So I'll go silent. The problem is I let her put a word on it. Yeah. Or I I let her define it. So instead of me saying no, babe, this is not what it is. Like I'm having trouble. I just go along with yeah. I shut down when shit gets hard. And then finally you was like you know. And what? then I'm after done. that I just be like yeah I shut you know I shut down. I don't want to argue. Right. But it's, again, a smoke signal. Right. That, no, nigga, I'm not, uh, you're not you okay. You too. need to let her know how you feeling. Because it, eventually, it just, everything just crumbles. Like, you putting, it's like you're putting all of these ingredients of a fucking disaster into yeah, your body. And then in one minute, it's, at some point, you're just going to blow. Yeah. Right. And that's what myself and I'm working on throughout my right. relationship. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to, my next relationship, I told myself, like, you 
you just got to dive in and just see what happens. If it doesn't work, then it just doesn't fucking work. But my next relationship, I do want to be able to give. And doing Can I Be Vulnerable, I kind of gave you me. So yeah. Tell me about yourself. You too, that motherfucker. Everything you can go off top. We can get to details later. You know what I mean? So I kind of skipped that part. But I do, because I've never done it fully, like for a long, I've done it in spurts. And I just want to give it a chance the next time I do it. Right. But it's also, now I'm like, well, damn, who do I do that to? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to do it and be the wrong woman. You know, yeah, that's, uh, uh, now I'm pissed off. Now I'm back to <laughs> back to being ain't now shit. Now I'm back to you know, being ain't shit. I fuck you, lady. I, you know. <laughs> All right, yeah. So going in, um, as being one of the first artists that the hood took in, took in, who displayed emotions outside of hyper masculinity, the reason Tupac is so important in to the black man, like, is that the reason why? Yeah, yeah. Pac was, uh, yeah, that actually it is because Pac was as Thug as he was, he was super emotional and had no business, like had no problem telling me that. Yeah. And I think that I I know for me, you know, he'll tell you to fuck you, but he'll also at the same time tell you about like, hey, I was raised by my mother and and I feel this way about it. I'm hurting. Yeah, and I'm hurting. He would, you know, and I think that was super dope. I mean, he was relatable in that way. Um and to have to see somebody like that, because you know in hip hop and shit, it's it's all masculinity. Like, you know, right? You know, I love it. That shit, I blast that shit when I leave here, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I love that motherfucker. But at the same time, like, I do enjoy somebody saying like, "This is me. This is who I am." You know, good, bad, and the ugly, and it just makes I know that you're fucking human, and I just think it's dope, man. But I think that's one of the really good things about Pac and why people related to him because yeah, he would talk that shit to you, but also sit you down and give you the real him. You know what I mean? No problems, with no qualms about it and tell you like, if you don't like that shit, then suck my dick and go on about your business. So, right. Um, yeah, Pac, Pac was one of the pioneers in that. Pac for sure was the most well-rounded hip hop artist we have. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, Jay is on that now, later, like as a, Fucking years and years yeah, and like, years and years later. later now like he's on that like this is what I even saying like I cheated with the white girls type of thing you know what I mean like and how he versed that like he's that now yeah. and it's dope I think uh, you know huge Jay-Z fan and I think it's been some of his best work because it's so personal you know right. what I mean um, I would say the same thing about Ye but Ye just be he's just <laughs> I love Ye man but fuck dude <laughs> <laughs> Ye tell you him about himself too but he's like contrarian all the time so it's like I don't hear it as much through his music, though. Well, I'm just in interviews. But yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? like yeah. he'll tell you him in person. In yeah. person, I mean the 808 joint was was probably super, you know, yeah. deeply personal. 808s and heartbreaks, yeah. Yeah, I but still haven't listened Pac, to that album. Like even with Pac, out. though, like Pac didn't always rap about it. But I'm just talking about just him. Like he'll talk about it. You know what I mean? Even if yeah. he didn't have to rap about it. Um, yeah, you did have them interviews with Pac. So yeah, I mean, I I personally feel like when you open up, everything is better for you. Your artwork, your art is better. You know, uh, I talked about this for um, as uh, from athletes, um, like coaches and stuff, like listening to your athletes, you know, something like football. You can't cry in football. Like, there's no crying in football. The fuck is you crying? And another thing is, as an athlete myself, I look on the other side of the field. I'm looking at a nigga crying. I'm going right at this nigga because I feel like you're weak. And so how do you find that balance of like, maybe something is wrong? I'm not not talking physical pain. You know what I'm saying? Um Maybe something is wrong, but I'm looking at that like he's weak as shit, and it's yeah. probably not that he's having a weak moment. But you know, in sports, there's no room for emotions like that. There's no room for crying. But now you have guys, you know, committing suicide after you know whatever, 
um, you know, after their you know, career is over with. And I know for a lot of guys in the videos, they say, after I was done playing football, I don't know who the fuck I was. They had identity issues. Yeah. Like, yeah. who am I? I've been, yeah. my name is BJ. I've been a football player my entire life. Football is over with. Who the fuck am I? I had that. Like, yeah, because I seen one of the guys, I, can't, I don't remember his name, on Yo, Can I Be Vulnerable? He said um, football was his life. And his girl had asked him, like, what would he do if it didn't work out? And he was like, it got to work out or I'm going to die type. That was, that was Tyree. Yeah. That nigga was, he went to my, my college, he was dead ass about that shit too. Like, and he said it, I'm like, damn, nigga, you, I think you feel that way right now. Telling this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. He was a t- it, but it, it's that though. It, it is that. And, uh, and so I, I was saying on a podcast, like, yo, coaches, listen to your athletes, man. Like, listen to them. It's not, it doesn't always have to be about ball and, and, and the plays and all that shit. Listen yeah. to them. They going through real life shit. A lot of your athletes come from poor, poor backgrounds. That shit is Absolutely. PTSD. Yeah. That's traumatizing. Absolutely. Man. You know, I'm here at the school or I'm in the league, but my people are still, you know what I mean? Listen yeah. to them, man. And if, and once you start doing that, man, the athletes feel better. You get a better product. They perform better. Everything is just, you know, it's just better when you listen to those guys and shit like that. Okay, so um, since we own hip hop, the hip hop youth, um, the newer rappers, you know, talk about suicide, depression a lot. Um, is that a cry out from the youth, and is that the vulnerability that we we reject? Like, yeah, yeah it is. Well, you, <laughs> somebody said, I think it was on Twitter, like somebody said that we are the drug dealer generation. Yeah, you gotta they're have the drug, user, drug user. user. They're the drug user generation. Like it's, it's similar things. We are the you know the the masculinity like pop bottles on that shit they are the there has to be someone on the other end of that to see that message and they are that you know what I mean right so if we're gonna be talking about selling drugs and all this shit somebody's gonna suffer from that yeah there has to be a victim in that you know what I mean mm. and that's, that's them. that's the I can't keep slaying who they gotta have buyers you know what I mean I can't be out here selling these keys and shit and ain't nobody buying it somebody gotta buy it and that's that generation and so they're giving us Xanax music you know what I mean like that's their you know and with drugs and shit comes you know Crazy ass thoughts and depression and all that shit. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a cry out. Didn't somebody commit suicide? Or am I tripping? Um, one of the little, little something. I, I'm sounding real old right now. I don't. <laughs> the young I don't, I don't remember nobody who committed suicide. Maybe they talked about. Spencer, I, 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 I don't know. I could have. They talk about. Why would I know? Because you, you listen to them. One of them commit suicide. I know maybe like one out. overdose, but I don't know. If, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Like maybe. Lil Zan or one yeah, of somebody them, like that. I, yeah. But yeah, it is a uh, it is a cry out because we've gone through generations of being the the, the drug pushers and all. Mac that Miller shit. overdose, didn't he? Mac Miller overdose. Mac yeah. Miller overdose. Yeah, but too. I mean, shit. Well, I was somebody else though. One of those tat face. Color you know, during the um, <laughs> you know, back then, I mean, it's hard to talk about depression like when you're on cocaine and yeah, charm and shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. hard. You ain't you like ugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when you're on these other drugs, that's like a depressant. I mean, yeah, but I think as far as like mental health shit, I think the, it's always been in the music. It's just different ways that they're promoting it now. We've always talked about trauma, and it wasn't never we never branded it as mental health shit. We just branded it as trauma. Like, yeah, you know, when they said I'm talking about stories from the hood, yeah, it was more of like my just, homeboy got killed. Yeah, and you know, well, like uh, we never branded it as mental health. We just we just know it's trauma. But to now finally put a label and say a reach out, a cry out for help, and yeah. we're talking about how these affected things. I think that's what's really changed. And um, to your question, I right. think that's what's really changed. We identified it as like, all right, this is PTSD, mental health. Yeah, problems. like Ghetto Boys. That yeah, my mom's playing tricks on us. That whole song is yeah, post traumatic stress, stress disorder. disorder. That's yeah. all that was. Yeah, 
uh, like I, off the top of my head, like DMX slipping. That's yeah. depression. DMX was actually one of the first rappers as well to really talk about rap about depression all the time. Like a lot of his, uh, a lot of his shit, especially when he did the skits, his prayer skits. Yeah, it was a lot of that was about depression and shit. He was one of the first ones that. I'm rapping around that motherfucking shit like that. Yeah, he's a real crackhead. Yeah, you know what I mean? But he he was one of the first niggas like to for real rap and make it sound dope too. Like, why you rapping about depression? That shit's fire right now, nigga. <laughs> 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 that yeah, because uh yeah, that's what made me ask, man. I was like, dang, that you know, that's that's what we reject. To to me, yeah, that's what we reject. We be like, man, you know, I um spent speaking on a lot that the age gap and the way the the older generation and the youth just separates right yeah so you know when we listen to the newer hip-hop and then we think of the pox the scarfaces the dmx the you know we think of them and we like they probably said some but nigga, they were still hard like y'all yeah. is just y'all just but i wonder if the myself. golden golden age hip-hop thought the same thing about 90s hip-hop hell no them niggas was like i don't you can't i don't think so but i also like the the rock the rock hymns the yeah, krs ones the uh, shit, all them old niggas. Yeah, I remember Karis like, when the nineties came. When the nineties yes. came and was like, did they feel that was that that was trash? Probably because it was a lot of trash. Yeah, yeah. Like every the eighties had some trash ass rappers and shit too. We only revere the the, the, the well known ones, the good ones. But the nineties had trash ass rappers. I think it would be more regional. Like when gangster rap came, I don't necessarily. I think that was more like. That West Coast shit was trash, as opposed to for like, sure they got that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as opposed to like the East Coast rappers fuck with like when Nas dropped, everybody he was the prodigy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I don't feel like they felt like Rakim felt like he was trash. But and I'm not saying Rakim felt like you know N.W.A. was trash, but just as an example, it just wasn't that. Yeah, like oh, you know, like they never gave the South the love. You know what I mean? Until you know Ghetto Boys, and, shit, the South came through silently. You know what I mean? And they like, got the blowing up, and they got the blowing up. But like, I feel like it was more regional, like. That's trash from yeah. the south. Like that's trash. That's west. Okay. And I think I think the east coast kind of picked out who they wanted from the west. Like yeah. they they kind of took on Cube. Like okay, Cube is all right. Well, Cube went right to the east. Yeah, when he yeah. dropped out. He that's what I'm saying. So they, right the they like pick picked who they wanted. Like well, corrupt ain't really from the west coast. So we gonna label corrupt as one of our miracles. He's from yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like he rep- really but he represented the west coast. Corrupt represented. Long Beach. He okay. represented the West Coast, like but they, you know, too, like Snoop from down south or some shit. Yeah, it was yeah. like people was like to Long Beach. Yeah, he was like yeah. Mississippi or something. See, so and people, mm. I, I think the East Coast kind of picked. I think in that time frame, the older cats was like, "We're gonna pick and choose who we want from the, the West Coast that like that that we will always acknowledge." Yeah, but that's general. That's 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 with anything. Like I like I see a lot of like. Who was the best? Who was the best basketball player from Vegas? Conversation, and you only acknowledge the niggas that was That's in high school yeah. when you was in high school, or like the two years before, the two years after. Like, yeah. Well, I tell I tell y'all all the time, like I've never seen the previous generation acknowledge the generation of now. Fact. I've never seen it. Not shit. You don't get no argument on me, nigga. That's a fact. And so I think that that combined with the fact that it's just such a generational divide. Yeah. Because I think us. I mean, us three. We turning into old niggas. I'm for sure. And I just turned niggas. 30. I'm for sure. So, <laughs> and I just turned 30. We we, we, we turning into old niggas. So now when we listening to the music of the youth, even a lot, we all just be like, this right here is trash. 
It's trash because it's I literally cannot understand what y'all are saying. Like I literally cannot. I don't. I hear. I'm listening. I'm like I don't. I don't know those words. Like he just said like six words. I it's different for me because I've been in education the whole time, so I never left. I never separated from your youth. ear is always there. They're yeah. always listening to it. So yeah. as it's evolved and moved, I've been there with it. You know, and I mean it's some trash niggas, but it's always been trash niggas. You know? It's but, always been like You know how they view rap is not how we viewed rap. You know what I mean? The evolution has changed from the lyricism and all that shit to like, they say it's about the vibes. I still don't know what the fuck that The means. vibes. <laughs> but like, we, we don't care about the, and they say like, we don't care about that. We just want to be able to chill and vibe out. I'm like, all right, little nigga. <laughs> and then I think, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> also like, coming up in this um, generation where you can't be too like, oh no, we ain't on that or whatever. Like this, gen- this, this newer I don't know, hypersensitive generation, whatever you want to call it. Um, our hip hop, we had niggas who had skits like the Mad Rapper who right. talked about gay rappers in the industry and, you know, like bashed it. Now it's like, you say that right now. They're going to get you out of there. <laughs> I mean, it's only so That's much like, you can. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no go ahead. I was going to say, there's only so much oppression you can give a group. You know what I mean? Eventually, yeah. they're going to have a voice. Yeah. And and right now is their time. Yeah, so and I, I none of that shit really bothers me. Like I've been called nigger a bunch, and I'm feeling like for me it's like I'm gonna check you about it. I've been I've been called nigger a bunch by Mexican kids. Actually, that's always the funny part. White people don't call me that, but I said that to say like even being in Hollywood. Yeah, ah, boy, like, this is for another time. But California and Los Angeles is extremely segregated. It is founded on racism. The neighbors are how they are because of redlining, like. L.A. was founded by 50 Africans. Okay. Literally, 50 niggas founded L.A. You know okay. what I mean? And before the Great Migration happened, it was pretty cool. Like, you know, it was pretty open. You can, Black people can come here and just yeah. land and live well. But as word spread that California is the place to be, who the fuck you think came? Racist white people came. Just because you're in California don't mean you're not racist no more. Right. You know what I mean? And it's still there. So a lot of... A lot of like Los Angeles and shit, it's called redlining where they literally had uh, housing covenants to where they wouldn't sell to black people because it was illegal. But they made these pacts to say, well, this is going to be our neighborhood. You can't live in here. So in a sea of white neighborhoods, there would be like one black neighborhood here, some Mexicans there, some Asians here and shit. Hell yeah, LA is extremely fucking racist. Extremely racist. They're just smiling about it. Get out. All right. Yeah. So I vote for see. Obama three times. Like, nigga. Fuck out of here. <laughs> it's covert. Yeah, it's like real covert and shit. But the red line and shit that that came out like not long. I mean, I, that's been out. For, they talked about the red line a minute ago. How yeah, they, I, I they, know the research that I've done. Redlining is throughout the twenties, thirties, and forties. I saw like a map where they like they outline the neighborhoods. Yeah, and they taking that shit right back now. Too. See, that's why I tell you all the time. <laughs> like, give me my, give me, give me my slice of racism. Like, I. I Tell me, like I don't fuck with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the covert shit. Like, like you know shit. what I mean? I, ain't, I ain't never blatantly ran into it. I have, I have and shit. I've definitely done that. But I was saying about the uh, oppression shit. They have a voice now. Social media gave yeah. them a voice, and you can only oppress people for so long before they get up and be like, "I'm tired of that shit." You know what I mean? You know it's bad when Eminem makes a freestyle and he has to tweet like. Hey, shit! All Eminem joke. was doing was gay. That's all he was doing, and then That's now he, he has to tweet like, you know, do not take this serious. This yeah, is a joke. Yeah. yeah, niggas will get you out of here. Like, uh, I think what's the name? I just was uh, it was trending. The Jess hilarious. 
They finna get her up. Yeah, out they finna fast. get her out of there quick for uh, getting for she kicked off the airport or air, airplane and shit. Like, she did what? Sheets. She said she was uncomfortable. She was, she uncomfortable. was scared. She thought they, they were, were chic. They weren't Muslim, but they had the turban on. Yeah. And she got the plane evacuated. Yeah. Got him up out of there. And they finna get her up out of there. Black woman. Oh, shit. Yeah, damn. That's crazy. A black woman black saying, woman. I'm scared. Of some that shit. That shit sounds familiar. Yeah. Like, I'm scared. Jesus. Yeah, they I'm scared for my life. life. With the shit like when, you know, when Eminem like having a rap, for me, I kind of, I took it on like, I don't rap, but I'm saying if I would, I would take it on as a challenge. Like, cause I, I know people said that you can't make jokes about anything no more. It's like, you can make jokes, just make the motherfuckers good. Right. Yeah, I feel like it's a way to sharpen your skills. You know what I mean? Um, with something like, a, I don't know, a gay joke or something. Like, it's easy to do. It's low hanging fruit. Yeah. All right. So they're going to get you out the paint on. You can still do gay jokes. You just got to be skillful with it. So own your skills, like own your craft, like get better at it. You know what I mean? Make that shit fun. Yeah. You can still make the joke. I, I think you can still laugh if you're good at it. I think with Twitter, with Twitter especially, with Twitter or social media in general, it's like they are, pl- social media is a place where they want you to grow, but won't allow you, you to grow. grow. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So say anybody tries to get anything, right? Yeah. The first thing they do is go all the way back. Because I, I just got on Twitter last year. Yeah. So I wasn't there when it was super, super, super wild. Well, I was on there when it was reckless. So Woo! when they go back to when they, <laughs> when they go back to, to people's tweets from 2011. Yeah, they're going to get you. And I'm like, that was a... But they take the context out. Like, that was a point where everybody was saying wild shit. Yeah, yeah, I was like, shit, boy. I was, I've been on Twitter since. Well, I was on Twitter in like '09. I got off for like a year and a half, and then I got back on. I was reckless, but I was never gave. I'm not homophobic, so I was yeah. never gay bashing like that. I, yeah, I never. You know, I'm not. A, I don't say. I say bitch, but I've never called a woman a bitch before. Yeah. I got close, so I, I'm not worried about those kind of tweets resurfacing. If I ever became famous, I'm not worried about those tweets coming up. Like, oh, this nigga. But they say it's only like ten, some ten dollars to just scrub your whole shit. It is, but well, I think with. This is before, so Twitter now archives your shit. I got off those reckless shits is before they did that. You know, oh I mean? shit, so my shit done. <laughs> I'm I'm in the clear, yeah. but like now I don't, I, you know, I don't say anything that I'm too worried about coming back. Like nigga, you uh, homophobic or you're, yeah. you know, uh, racist and Muslims or whatever. But I think I think it, the it, it started brewing to me because you know right now we're in like outrage culture, but I think yeah. now you're starting to see pushback. Yeah, and it started brewing. To me, around, I think it was maybe Kevin Hart. So Kevin Hart, they got him out of there. Yeah. Then they was trying to get him back, and then it was like, and then he was like, no. So that's when you start seeing the resistance brewing a little bit. And now I think with this James Gunn situation, oh, because he got rehired again. when he yeah, when they yeah. brought him back. Well, now it's like I, we're pushing back. Yeah, I'm for redemption. You know what I'm saying? I'm for growth and. It's just we operate in a space where it's like, yeah, like I want you to. There's no nuance. But I won't allow you. you. Know I mean, like Twitter, there's no place for nuance. I can't read your tonality when you say things. You know what I mean? Right. Like I can't. I can't hear it. So there's no nuance in Twitter. So when you say something, and all it takes is two or three people to pick it up and retweet, it, and all of a sudden it seems like you may have yeah. been. And it's like if you had nuance or you were able to. And people can't fucking comprehend either. Reading comprehension is a skill that is. <laughs> oh man, I know. Um, I, you, I mean, you can just tell, like. I tell them all the time, like the viral tweet is very underrated, right? Uh, so I said uh, there was no. Now I'm born in the '90s, right? I'm born in the, well, I was born in '88, but I'm in the '90s. So I said in my childhood, man, there was no one finding in Topanga, right? 
And so it went from that to you a self-hate nigga that only like white women. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they let your ass have it. I, I said, damn, bro. I'm, and then uh, whatever was like, uh, dude, some dude, because, you know, I'm laughing at him now. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, t- I'm texting him. And um, and some dude came on was like, man, um, her body wasn't even better than uh, Lisa Turtles. And I'm like, fam, I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, I'm telling you about shit that happened when I was eight. It, it's just, it's. Are you right though? Yeah. For the record, Topanga is. She cold. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was I don't good. think. I don't think Lisa got enough hype though. He right about that. <laughs> what, yeah. what you mean, Lisa didn't get enough? Lisa hype? didn't get enough hype. Lisa was like the third string. How nigga Kelly Kapowski family broke. Nigga Lisa got two doctors for fa- for parents. <laughs> And she bad. Like, nigga, why is nobody chasing Lisa? I don't get it. Are you talking about on the show? Yeah. I was talking real life, nigga. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We don't, I don't talk about Lark Warhead. I'm talking about Lisa Turtle, nigga. Yeah, we talking about two no, different we're people. we talking about Lisa Turtle. Lisa Turtle. But, like, niggas giving Lisa Turtle her due. Not, like, Lark Voorhees or shit. That's what I thought. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm still talking Lisa Turtle. Because Lark, I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, she... <laughs> She's over there. Lisa, Tur- Lisa Turner don't get enough credit. Like she had two. On the two- show. She had screeches after. <laughs> Screech is the only nigga want that. Like, are y'all kidding me? But y'all, everybody want Kelly. And she broke. Her daddy can't even get her a prom dress. Kelly might have been a freak. She might. Lisa probably was too. Lisa probably, but you know who's? I think it was a, was Jesse. Jesse for sure. Jesse was cool. For sure. Oh, she did the striptease shit. So. Nah, I'm just talking about on the show. Like <laughs> Jesse, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Jesse, with that. I just feel like uh, man, look, this was. This is a dope show. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Dope experience, me on, man. man. Um, I'm glad you came out. Yeah. Glad you came and hollered at me and chop it up, man. Uh been a while. Uh to hear the 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 reason behind everything. This ended up being a dope show. So to close this thing out, uh, my boy Ivan. We do a thing called story time. Um where we just you know, just we just want to hear a story from you. So the a story this week. Story. Uh I wanna hear about a time you did something nice for somebody. Shit, can I be vulnerable, nigga? (laughs) 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 Don't get no nicer than that. Ah, shit. You know what? This is, I have a lot of it, and I don't like to say it because I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you just, I just, you just do something nice for somebody and go about your day. Like, I, so to me, it feels like if I were to say it, even though I'm, I didn't mean it. Yeah, like, yeah, like if you do something nice and you post it, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. So it just feels awkward. Uh, let me see what I've done. That's why I just had to preface that. But I feel awkward saying this because it, I don't want to. I feel like me saying it that I'm doing it for clout or something. I'm not. Um, I had a uh, student that uh, I don't know what was going on at home personally, or like in great detail. But he, I noticed like he had the same clothes on the day before. Mm. And he was super tired. I'm like, because he's normally on his lap. He's normally in the front. I'm like, what? what's wrong with you? Man? You ain't get no sleep. He was like, nah, man, I uh, I stayed at the school last night. I was at the school. I slept on a bench, like, all night. And uh, I said, what the fuck happened? And he was talking about his mom briefly and got kicked out or whatnot. And I was like, well, shit. I just, for some reason, I asked if he was hungry. And he was like, yeah, I'll take some. So I gave him my lunch. Um, then the next day, you know, we chopped it up the rest of the class. And next day, I, I go home, and I, my girl at the time, I was telling her about it. And she had made him a bunch of meals and shit to take the next day. And uh, that for her, that was super dope. Cause I, she was like, yo, come get this lunch. I was like, shit, boo made me something to eat. <laughs> That's not for you. You take it back to the student. Um, so for the, um, it's for the both of us. That was, that was something that, that was nice that I did. And uh, he wrote me and I still have that note too. He wrote me a note, left it on. 
he washed the containers, brought the containers back, left a note, and I thought that shit was super dope, man. So it was, uh, I don't know, we just fed some kids, a kid. I talked yeah. about the girl with the suicide letter. Uh, that was, I panicked, but you can't tell. And she's poor, you know. I noticed the jacket had a huge hole in it. She's, you know, she smelled like dirt, if I'm going to be honest about it. She was a big girl. Mm. And she didn't go outside for lunch. She stayed in the classroom. And I, when at lunchtime, I don't want no kids around me, dude. Like, yeah, take your ass outside, go somewhere else. Do not come <laughs> in here and chill with me. When I'm on my prep break at lunch, get the fuck out of here. But something that day was just like, just rap with him. So we rapping, and she said, very like cool too. Like, hey, I wrote a suicide letter. You want to read it? And I was like, wait, yeah. what? She that's exactly how she said it. And I was like, yeah, I'll read it. So I read it. We're talking about it. And it just so happened that two therapists were on campus that day, whatever program they got going. So I pulled them to the side and get the girl, pull them to the side. We're chopping it up and whatnot. And uh, I come back like a week later and, you know, she came up and gave me a, a really huge hug and said, thank you for listening. Yeah. Because um, nobody listens. And I was right. like, oh, that's pretty dope. So those are some nice things. Yeah. That's what's up. Uh, for me, I think I'm I'm kind of the same with the uncomfortable, like. I don't do this shit for social media. I don't do yeah. like, I just I just go do it. Um I would probably have to say just um it was a uh a, a girl, um, well a lady in my inbox and basically, you know, she was like why people tell me what they're going on in their real life and but she was just basically saying she was going through some things and her child's birthday was coming up and she didn't know how or what to do like she had nothing to give there was no way to give her no no shoes or, or or nothing get the child nothing and um luckily i got cool facebook friends um i because i at the time i i didn't have it either like right. i didn't have to give either and um another facebook friend of mine was like look i'm i'm going to children's place right now i'm gonna do some shopping get you know get the size uh, we got I got the size or whatever. Uh, went met up with her, got the stuff and um, met the lady. And like I got told her, I'm like, look, I'm not gonna make it a post or none of that. Uh, I don't want to film this or nothing because she was yeah. like, you know, you wanna. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do none of that. Um, and I just handed it to her. You know, I just gave it. You know, told the baby, you know, happy birthday. Mm. You know, and went on about my day. Like and I, I like I told her, I'm like, you know, I didn't. I didn't have it either. Like, I'm not going to sit here act like I was the balling dude yeah. that came through. Right. I didn't have it either. It was just, luckily, I, I had a friend that was able at the time and that was ready. You know, she was like, no, I spoil my my kid all the time, so I don't have no problem. So that that probably was it for me. I mean, well, it's not it, but that was probably the one that, that stood out. Yeah. Because even when I was like, I was like, shit, I got to something. Yeah. Get this kid something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what stood out for me. Uh, I think with me, like uh, the it's a common. I yeah. don't really like talking about it. Like to me, it's just tell everybody what I'm dead when I'm gone. It's kind of where I'm at yeah. with it, you know. Yeah. If you want to reach, if you want to celebrate me, I would rather y'all celebrate what I did for whatever. Right. When I'm no longer. Nah, but we're gonna give you your flowers while you can smell. I it. think. I think the most. The, the the greatest thing I've did, I think the most selfless thing I did was um when me and Skinny uh did the basketball team. Um Agreed. that was 
two people with a vision that took kids off the street. Because mm. we had, had a lot never, of kids that couldn't even pay. That had never even really played basketball. Mm. Yeah. Never. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we came out of pocket damn near with everything. You know, we was out there for countless hours with them. Um, you know, we threw them in a in a league. We ain't win a game. <laughs> not one game. I think not we won shit, one. Not one, not my age group. Oh, mine it's did. Close, but we won you one. know, but it the relationships, like I have relationships with kids that to this day are that don't you know, they'll never forget that. You right. know what I mean? So when I'm still getting approached many years later and they're still saying, like, hey coach, like you cannot beat that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I agree. So that was probably the most like the, the, probably the best show was I've one done. of the, the most dopest. selfless. That was one of the dopest dope. experiences. Man, I was been in a club one time and heard coach. I got kids that are graduated college now, and I'm like, I got to get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was good to hear. Like, oh, yeah. coach, I'm like, yeah. what are you doing here? I'm like, yeah, shit, I'm too goddamn old to be in here right now. Man, my story's dope. My shit, my shit. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think um, I think something I did um, like a few months ago, like. Six, seven months ago, I made a post on Facebook about um, women getting flowers. And I had I had several women say, like, I've never gotten flowers from a man. I'm like, this is crazy. And so I had a conversation with one with one female friend after that. And she was like, yeah, you know, it would be dope if a man. Before you finish, that post started a whole argument. It did. It, it like, I had to literally trip with a female over that. You know what I even said? <laughs> You better you better inbox live. Yeah. No, <laughs> I had, I had a conversation with one of my female friends. She was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm in a sorority or whatever, and it'd be dope if like I've never gotten flowers from a man. And it'd be dope if he like got me like flowers in my sorority color." And so I didn't get I didn't get the flowers for her, but like another female friend of mine that was on the post that, that said she never got flowers. Like I was like, "Damn, that's crazy! Like you never got any flowers." So I just one day on my lunch break, I just went around town looking for flowers for this girl. I I couldn't find. One of her sorority colors is blue, and you cannot just walk in no flower shop and yeah, get no blue, blue flowers. <laughs> yeah, that shit don't happen. You gotta you gotta pre plan that. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but I just I got her some flowers and just I I didn't ask her, but I I found out where she worked at, and I just went to her job. And she wasn't there at the time, so I just I left the flowers on her desk. Like I think the lady at the desk thought I was her boyfriend. I was just like, no, nah, I'm here just doing something. Like she's never received flowers from a man. Right. I just want I just want my friend to get flowers. And was it selfless or did you have ill will behind? No ill will. Like, I've I never, will. I've never, it wasn't nothing sexual at I all. Just lead to something. <laughs> no. Hell no. You did say. No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It just was like, I genuinely was just like, I want my, I want my friend what? to get flowers. Yeah. Look, here you go. I, I just wanted my friend to get flowers. Like, I, it just went, I, and I think the conversation started on the podcast about women not getting flowers. And it was just like, that's crazy to me that women. Look, I'm not giving you no flowers to put on the counter to die. I, I'm, I'm of that too. It's just like as soon as you give them to them, it's like R.I.P. My nigga, like, I mean, they're dead. <laughs> they're, once they cut, I mean, they're they're already dying once you cut them. But but it's just like, damn, you ain't even gonna give them no no water. Like <laughs> you literally nah. putting them next to the sink. I've given, like, I've definitely gotten, I mean, gotten, I've uh, definitely bought flowers. But I'm always like, mm, I'd rather just take you to the the blossom. You know, mm-hmm. hell, yeah, not I'm handing out free puppies. When I see somebody giving away puppies, I'm just giving females puppies. <laughs> 
Take care of life. Do something. <laughs> with life. That's a whole. That's a whole child. Yeah. Take care of that. Oh, take no. care of that. No, you give her irresponsible chick. Think about bro. me every day. <laughs> uh, house be pissy than a motherfucker. <laughs> that's the ultimate get back. Here, bitch. Like, like this motherfucker. <laughs> I just gonna ruin my story and shit. How <laughs> that niggas feel about me and shit? Uh, take this puppy. Piss all over the motherfucker. Shit ass house. Oh my. So where can where can where can it, the people for the people that are looking for these can I be vulnerable videos your social media can you plug it yeah so it's uh, can I be vulnerable is the Instagram uh, the YouTube is c.i.b.v where uh, website is coming soon actually cibv.net Twitter is can I be vulnerable the Gmail is uh, cibvulnerable at gmail.com. Um, and then mine is BJ underscore underscore Williams. Um, I'm my, my personal pages are up to date. Um, the uh, CIBV pages are behind me. We have about thirty guys filmed. Um, we're at like episode twenty something. The pages are like episode nineteen or something like that. So if you want to catch up, you can catch everything there. Um, BJ Williams, you'll find me easily. See all the rest of the work I've done too. So enjoy yourself. Yeah, like when that nigga was in this Victoria's Secret lingerie type shit. <laughs> <laughs> the bath, the bathhouse photos. Nah, nah, that, so wasn't, go for, that wasn't in the bathhouse. It was, uh, Sports <laughs> Illustrated, man. That's That's they was trying to bring the man's line or some shit. Yeah, this dude, this designer man, he uh, called uh, what's his name? Roman Sype is his name, and he menagerie is what men lingerie. What is? <laughs> Women okay. Hey, see, I feel bad because I've been looking for a romper for like two years now. Oh my god. <laughs> I found one too. because nah, when I book, when they booked me for it, because we were they, we did the segment on ET or whatever, entertainment, whatever one of the channels. And I'm like, man, I, men modeling has been it's been great for me, but I've also been really uncomfortable a lot. Yeah. Because me every day, I'm not wearing none of this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't pose like I don't stand. I'm, my natural, I don't stand like that. It's just weird. And so when they booked it, I'm like, man, lingerie, oh, man, speedos and shit. I don't fucking wear that. And I get there, then they had like silk lace this, and I'm looking at it like, eh. put it on. I said, well, shit, this shit feel good. <laughs> 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 this shit feel good. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, the balls is real like salt and shit. I said, Damn. <laughs> Let's go around <laughs> Ivan What can they find you at Y'all can find me on Twitter Instagram Young Al Bundy Y-U-N-G Underscore Al Underscore Bundy uh, You know this is Y'all Spence You can find me on Twitter at Just Call Me Spence Man I just got my Twitter back up uh, VTF7 Underscore Skinny I'm trash on Twitter But I'm gonna work on it Twitter's the best shit on the planet dog. Man he ain't got it. no personality Like he can, <laughs> he can get on fucking Facebook And like, like man Well you know what Once you have I got 4,000 friends on Facebook that nigga on, that nigga on be on Twitter Be like Family, yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit. Facebook, I can, I just, I, I just don't. I'm, I'm trying to figure I got it out. Like Five thousand on there, but Facebook just, it's just like for old aunties and shit. Like, I don't. I tag, that's what he say. All I tag Skitty and some shit. Ivan Cub, Ivan Cub cooking. It was about the. I, we had a, we had a conversation about IHOP last week. Ivan come on there, he cooking. He get on it, fail. Nigga, <laughs> 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 what the fuck? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to figure it out one day, man. So, yeah, uh, y'all can follow me on there. Follow the podcast at Views from the 7 on Twitter, Views from the 7 on Facebook, Views from the underscore 7 on Instagram. And we out of here, man. Right. Hope y'all enjoyed the show. This was dope. Peace.